radio check. Next artist is on A rig. Artist is on the way to the stage. Lighting, the artist is requesting we go door. Every great artist, great stage, great sound, and great visuals is a crew of men and women making it happen. Hear their stories. What up, everybody? I'm Rocky. This is Brenda. And this is Kirby. And you have tuned in to Set Times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love when you say that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, a, it's good to be home. How's everybody doing today? Good, good. I'm loving uh, Kirby's chain on his neck. Yeah. Oh, swagging. He's bling, bling. Swagging. Yeah, definitely big bling. Yeah, I got that GLD brand. GLD. <laughs> That's what we got. <laughs> So today I would like to welcome a very special guest who's worked at one of my favorite clubs in L.A. Oh, We've yeah. known you for, I don't know, I'd say about 10 years or so. And uh, always working on stage, busting ass, game face on, you don't mess around. And, but you always had time to do a special little Avalon dance with me every now and then. I try, I try. So I'd like to welcome Carol to the show. Carly. Car- oh, sorry. Carly, Carly, sorry, 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 Carly to the show. You have it's a, a weird way to spell my name. Yeah, my whole yeah, life, it's like, been Carl, Carl, and in, in like elementary school, they used, my last name is Clayberg, and they'd call me Clay Booger. So oh. like Carl Clay Booger, you know? Yeah. Being picked on as a kid. Yeah. Rough. And I get okay. it all the time in emails too. Like, thanks, Carl. I, I, I'm literally like, this is my life. I've accepted it. Well, good. <laughs> if you I call me to. on Surrey, you got to say the same thing called Carl. Carl. <laughs> I know when I use my uh, my in my car, I have to say rock, 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 rock because it's, we spell his name R O C K E, no Y. So if I say Rocky, my car is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I think I think I think you should do it again. You don't want to do it again? No, no, it's fine. Right. It's fine. Yeah, yeah I'm fine. Sure. Oh no, I'm not offended. No, I love it. I think it adds to it. It's great. Now you know, it's humor. Yeah, I'm here. So, I saw yesterday you did a big hike. I know. Oh my God, I did. Okay, I'm training to do Mount Whitney uh, for my birthday on August 27th. Uh, me and th- four of my friends, the one I did the hike with yesterday, we are all going to attempt to climb the highest peak in the continental United States. Oh, how Where's high is located? it? Yeah. Uh, it is 14,000 elevation, 14,000 feet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big one. Um, we're going to break it into two days, though, and not make it, like, too crazy. Uh, plus, I want to get used to the altitude. But basically, I realized I've been really out of shape. And so when she said, oh, do you have Monday off? And I said, sure. And I knew she was going to be like, do you want to do a hike? I was like, and I have my, I bought my pack a few weeks ago, and I need to break it in. And so, like, all these things that need to happen prior to, you know, Whitney. So, I've always loved hiking and backpacking in particular. My father is a silver beaver, which is like the highest uh, ranking you can get in the Scoutmaster program. Oh wow. oh, wow. And so, like, all growing up in my youth, our family vacations were 
backpacking. I did, as a family, we've done like three quarters of the John Muir Trail together. Wow. So, uh, and so like, I've always loved backpacking. I've always loved hiking. And when the lockdown happened, it really gave me time to like revisit that hobby. Um, I went to Zion. I went to Colorado. Um, every other day would be me and a couple other friends would just drive up to Santa Barbara and do a trail in Santa Barbara. So that's so awesome. Um, so yeah, I did a, it, it was longer than it was expected to be. It was only supposed to be nine and a half miles. And then it ended up being like 11. Oh, and damn. I, oh. my trail name is Lizard. Like I love the sun and I don't mind going out in the heat at all. Oh, but you're my, crazy. I don't mind it. For some reason, it makes me feel like I'm working out harder or something. I lo- I, I'm, I'm with you. I love the sun. <laughs> um, so, uh, but my friend, she was a little bit on the struggle bus with the heat. Um, but uh, I would be her. I would be like shade. Yeah, it was a hot one yesterday. It was like yeah, 90, right? Yeah, yeah, it was hot. For sure, yeah. Is it cooler up there, I'm assuming, a little bit? You get a bit of a breeze that maybe you wouldn't down in the valley. Uh, but it was definitely like the sun was a beaten. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know, we get up to the top, we have lunch, it feels good. And then it's just like... But from I hadn't put a pack on or put weight in my pack in like a very long time. So like... I would say that the last two or three miles, I was like, okay, this can be over now. Because oh. um, I was like sort of overcompensating going down the steep hill with the weight on my back. I was trying not to like tip forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Because that's um, easy to do. I've seen people just eat shit. Yeah. Because they're going too fast and they just. Yeah. yeah. But it was really fun. I mean, I, I love to hike. I love nature. That's another way that I like unplug yes. from every the world that I live in all 24-7. Um I went to, uh, maybe it was like sometime last year, I went to Canada for a concert, actually. I went to go see the 90s Nostalgia Tour that they had happening with um, Two Unlimited and Aqua and the Venga Boys and like uh, oh, all wow. these like 90s, like uh, EDM, if you will, yeah, at the yeah. time, yeah. you know. Uh, and so we decided to like make a week of it, me and my friends did, and we went to Banff and spent a whole oh, like four days hiking, doing 20 mile a day oh r- loops. God. You know? Beautiful up there. So pretty. Yeah. And it was cool. So the weather was yeah, like yeah, yeah. not painful. Yeah. So this hike that you're preparing for, how many miles is it? Altogether, it's like 14. Um, but like the first six, like the first half of it is just getting from the parking lot to like base camp. Oh, this wow. is like the route that we're going, you know. So the plan is to park, like drive up there on a Friday, park and stay at the base camp. At the near the parking lot that night, then the next day do the first six miles in, and that's like the hard for me. That's the harder part than the elevation part because it's all forty pounds on your pack. And then when we get up to that up those six miles, then we make camp, and I want to stay there overnight. And then the next day, we'll just put a day pack on and do. There's ninety nine switchbacks oh. up to the top, no. and then so. you'll make it back, and then, and then come back down. Day. I'm not even going to stay one more day. I think we're going to pack up that night and then hike out. Holy For me, shit. hiking out, not the problem. It's getting yeah, up yeah. there and then getting acclimated to the altitude. Because yeah, yeah. it can make you sick. So this 40-pound pack that you carry, is that like, for you to sleep in? Yeah, it's got everything. And like, you know, your tent and your sleeping food, bag. And water. Like food. I mean, um, I don't know this stuff. So to me, clothes. I'm like, oh, Yeah. Um, Shoe, another pair of shoes. You have to have two pairs of shoes because your uh, feet will get... Flip-flops at least for the end of the night because your feet swell. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a mattress pad, like an air pad for you to sleep on. So, um, and the bear canister to keep your food in, mm-hmm. which is like not very... 
not very convenient, I guess. I was looking at it the other day, and it's like this big round bucket, and I'm like, this is gonna take up so much space yeah. in my pack, you I know. Don't need this. Well, no, yeah. a lot of people just ha- like hang it on the outside. Yeah, there's right? a bu- there's like straps everywhere. Yeah, I literally yeah. was looking at my pack yesterday, and I was like, what is this strap for? <laughs> I need like an instruction manual, <laughs> but it's good because you can just like put you things too. onto yeah. it. But just, you got to think: the more you put in there, the more the weight you're putting in there. there. I know when you said you know? a pad to sleep on, I was like, ooh, luxury. <laughs> <laughs> Fill it up with an inch of air so that you're not getting a rock in the back. Yeah, because that's going to be rough. Yeah. yeah. So that's what it's filled with is all and and your food too, you know, dehydrated I, water. Food. Water to me, I drink yeah. so much fucking so water. So they make like a cool thing now. It's called a life straw. And and you can get like a bigger water filter, but they have this thing that's called a life straw and it's a filter built into a straw. So you can literally like go to a river I've seen and that. be like and do you don't have to worry that? about getting sick. I do. I do. It's funny that you say that all week I've been getting YouTube videos of that. <laughs> Like YouTube straw? videos and then like on TikTok, it's like all these little like, they're like canisters yeah. and they tell you to scoop it up and then you just go like that bah, 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 bah. and it literally like filters out the water it and it's like, water. and it's mud water. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh. It's out there. I actually, I do get nervous about water because that is the thing on Naked and Afraid that sinks them every time. Right. They yes. They get dehydrated and then they give up and they drink the water from like whatever mo- like yeah. lagoon that they're staying in. And the next thing you know, they have like meningitis and they're dying. Yeah. So like I've watched way too many Naked and Afraid. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. I secretly <laughs> watch that show. Yeah, my wife watches it There's too much. There's no secret with me. Uh, I love yeah. that show. Yeah. Uh, we used to watch it. Then I was like, I can't do this anymore. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. You, you you talked about your dad and and where where'd you grow up? I grew up in Santa Clarita, oh, which okay. well technically oh. Canyon Country. Oh, so you're, um, you're from here? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Uh, I grew up in Canyon Country. Uh, mostly everyone knows it as Santa Clarita. Also, it's also now called Awesome Town. They like dubbed the city as like Awesome Town. I love which, it. Like everybody from my high school married each other, and they all still live there, and they're like breeding, and so like. That's exactly what it awesome. sounds like to me. Awesome, awesome. town. <laughs> I, I, like, I like Cane Country. I, you know, it's a nice suburbia. It's, it's everything before you hit like Lancaster and all that. Yeah. Like, it's right before above the, when you go down the hill. Yeah. And I moved around quite a bit. Um, like uh, I, I moved to Utah for a few years. I lived in Big Bear for a while. Uh, I used to work in an outdoor science school. And oh, so really? did you guys ever go to, maybe not, but did you guys ever go to fifth grade science camp? Uh, no. I did. I went no. to a Wrightwood one. You did? Yeah, he did. Uh, so the I was a guy. teacher, the camera guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a teacher at a for the Orange County Department of Outdoor Education for a few years. So I literally like lived on Big Bear Mountain. Uh, and so Monday through Friday, we'd get a on Mondays, you'd get like a fresh bus boat busload of fifth graders. And all week long, rather than like at summer camp, you know, you do archery and whatever. We would take them on like geology trails and geography or whatever, like all these different trails. Basically, at night we would take them uh, and look at the stars and do astronomy trails. And there was still a camp aspect of it, you know. And the best part was like Friday they go home. You had Saturday and Sunday off. You come back on Monday and you get a whole new group of fifth graders. Start so, all over and start all over again. So um, I went through like a phase. Uh, in between junior college and uh, and like real college where I sort of like I like to work and live in the same place as my job. So it didn't really feel like a job. Like okay. uh, I worked at a whole bunch of different summer camps. I worked at this one summer camp in Fresno for like four, four years solid. And I ended up actually staying there year round and being like their manager on duty 
for like and during the year when it wasn't a summer camp, they would have like church groups come and like business retreats. Oh. And I, they gave me a cabin there. I lived for free and they paid me a little bit of money, not a lot, but it didn't really feel like a job, I guess. Because you live for free. So that's yeah. nice. All you really yeah. need is like spending money. And when you're younger, the yeah. money went a long way. Yeah, it really, it really, really did. <laughs> so to drive anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like that place yeah, in yeah, uh, yeah. Catalina. Catalina. She... I used to go to like a science uh, biology. It was like an eighth grade biology trip to Catalina. Yeah. I learned so much. And I, I, I didn't go as a student. I went as a chaperone because they needed chaperones and I was an alumni. And so mm -hmm. I went. Oh, my God. So much fun. It's the same idea at that science school that I worked at. It yeah. was just in Big Bear instead. Yeah. And, so. and the instructors there, same thing. They would. Get every week, get new new set of kids, and they were great. I was like, I want to hang out with you guys after. They're all camp counselors, you know. It's yeah, like yeah. this whole like uh, like culture of like camp counselors yes. that all know each other and work within the camp industry, and it's, that's a whole other thing too. And I learned no purpling, no purpling. Oh, girls are red and boys are blue. You can't put those two colors together. Oh. No purple. They're high school kids. I was like, well, yeah, what I was like, no purple. I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Same thing. I'm like, oh my God, I love that. I do love that. Yeah. <laughs> no purple. But yeah, I grew up in Santa Clarita, but I moved around like quite a bit in between like where I eventually settled in Hollywood, you know, when I eventually settled down in Hollywood. So, so. you what did you go to college for? Um, I <laughs> Believe it or not, this is a degree that you can get, and I got it. Uh, my major was recreation and tourism management. Oh, wow. So oh, honestly, right. it like at the time when I was doing it, I didn't think how I would be able to apply anything that I was doing. Originally, I thought I want to work in cruise ships. I want to work in hospitality. Mm. Like I wanted to run a kids program on a Disney cruise line. Like that was like my dream when I was like going for this degree. At I went to CSUN, um, but. In the end, like when I think about it now, so many things that I did at school, so many classes that I took really actually applied to event planning and yeah, like what I'm doing say, now, yeah. you're you know, doing or what that I was doing for big kids. Yeah, yes, exactly. I mean, yeah, one yeah. whole course, uh, one whole course that I took was all about from the ground up building your own nonprofit and like how oh. to do it. And that was like like you, we basically had to like mock make our own nonprofit. So from start to finish throw the event, execute it, you know, how it would go, budgets, everything, all stuff that like now I see in the end, like ended me ended up like really helping me. Actually you know? using it. So yeah. you're actually kind of using your degree. Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> Although nice. I, all right. kids, I don't recommend it. College is a lie. I'm still paying it off. <laughs> uh, it is, it is. You know, it it's gives me bragging everybody. rights. It's if not anyone, for everybody. Yeah. You know? If anyone wants to be like, do you know how to do this? I'm like, excuse me, I have a degree. So like, yeah. <laughs> and nowadays you don't need, you know, you don't need that. I, it, it, you know, it's not for everybody. If uh, I'm say I, I'm all for education, yeah. but it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Uh, yeah, I never finished. Yeah. <laughs> I started, never, never I went to, back. I went to school for fashion, so yeah. <laughs> and I'm not doing fashion. Did you really go to school for fashion? Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I yeah. went to school for fashion also. Oh, sweet! Oh, wow, right. high fives What's over the here. Fashion school in downtown. It's it's Fidham. 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 Yeah. Fidham. Yeah. I couldn't afford Fidham. Uh, I was putting myself through college. Yeah. But the, the majority of my instructors that taught me at PCC taught at FITM. Yeah. So they're like, don't waste your money. I, I, I'm uh, giving you the same shit. My, my instructor was the lady that wrote the book, Mrs. Armstrong. Oh. Mm. So I got, I got hooked up with that book. 
Yeah. Oh, nice. Fashion. Yeah, I, I feel like now I get to dress homes instead of people. So it's even of, better. Yeah, because uh, color, uh, um, fabric, and things of that sort, is, I use that today. So I kind of use a little bit of what I went to school for. So I just got to get better on the drawing. Yeah. Anyways, enough about this. So Wait. what year did you move to in, Hollywood? To Hollywood. Into Hollywood. Well, I moved there, I want to say in like 2010 for a few years. Um, I was working at this venue, which is actually a Live Nation building now. I bet you guys went there. Did you guys ever go to Club Bang or Club Beat Oh, it? yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. So that was the first ever nightclub, like nighttime experience at all that I ever worked at. And that's because I used to, I, met, I was working at the time uh, at this like... <laughs> At like some like part-time job. And one of the girls that worked there walked by me. She heard me playing The Cure one day. And she was like, I love The Cure. And I was like, girl, me too. And she's like, you got to come to this club that we go to on Sundays. She's like, they play all 80s new wave. It's totally your vibe. Like, come with us. So I went with them. I had so much fun that I started going every single weekend, like just for fun. And then one day the DJ asked me, hey, do you want to get in for free? Because if you do, I'll put you on my guest list if you're willing to pass out flyers the last hour of the club. As people leave, like in the hallway, you know, and I was like, yes, yeah. I would like to get in for free. So, yes, I will do that. And then eventually the girl that did the guest list there, she had to leave for something else. And so they asked me to start running the guest list and running the door there. And that was the first ever like nightclub I ever worked at. And from there, the promoters for that event, they did this other party called Dance. At, oh, um, yes. Y'all remember yeah, Dance? Oh, yes. On Tuesday nights, all ages at the, the arena. It was the best. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, rest <laughs> of me. It's, it's an oh. apartment complex now. I know. Yeah. It's so weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, I did the guest list there. They also had another club that they did called System, which they did at the Knitting Factory for a while, which yeah, was very right. ahead of its time. So they just kind of took me and the DJ and the photographer. All three of us were like kind of like this little tripod, and we all got an apartment together. Can we say who the DJ is? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. His name is uh, Bip Jeffington. Yes, I remember yes. Bip. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Um, they're like two of my best friends on the planet. They live, we all still live in the same building now. They live two <laughs> floors behind, below me. Uh, and they... Oh, yeah, that's they, dope. I know. Yeah, and they own, uh, They he does this party called uh, Club 90s, and also he has his own brand called iParty. And they make yeah. they do the coolest they do the coolest parties. They're so fun. They're so like they do different theme nights like Harry Styles night or BTS night, but then they also would do like a Spice Girls night. And um Jeff is just such he knows how he's like honestly like the ultimate DJ as far as can read a crowd, can curate like a set list, can really like, you know, um he also comes up with all the themed ideas and everything behind it. He's just like such a genius. We gotta check it out. We gotta yeah. get him on the Talk show. To him. I was like yeah, a production yeah. manager. One hundred percent. All in one. All yeah. In yeah. That guy's a whole event. Yeah, right. <laughs> so they uh we all three of us for a time, we all like worked at all the same venues. Uh and so we decided to like get an apartment together and we were we got like the coolest deal. It was like nine hundred dollars for like this two bedroom, two bathroom in like WeHo. I don't know how we got it, but like it was, and we stayed there for a few years. But somebody then, did somebody a favor. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Look, you gotta live, okay? Yeah, right? You gotta live in somewhere. I'm not, I'm not hey. hating on it. Uh, you gotta do what you gotta do. She got started passing out flyers for free. That's right. I mean, hey, somehow, somehow it gets hooked up. Street team, you know. But it was kind of cool because it allowed me to really learn 
every element of it, you know, from I've been on that street team, I've done the guest list, I've done doors, you know, as far as like, you know, understanding like the budgets of what the night costs, you know, after expenses and, um, you know, so it kind of gave me a really good opportunity to sort of just, yeah, start from the ground up, you know, Literally. Yeah, you work, yeah, you, you got all you that education. the pavement. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's you got good. that street education. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all, oh, man. That's so it's good. I love dance. <sighs> man. I don't know it how. So fun, you guys. It was ahead of it. It's so ahead of it. When you think about the people that played there too, like, um, if you remember, I think it was, uh, AC Slater and Kill the Noise used to have yeah. like a group project called Ludacrist. Yeah. yeah. They played there. I mean, Steve Aoki was there. Uh, uh, Sindin played there. Uh, you know, the Castlevania. Oh. And all those guys before Ooh, yeah. they really, you know, Blew it up. was like a time. And that. Is that like 2007? Uh, more 2008? Like, more like two, a little bit later. It was more like 2011, 2013. Really? Yeah. Was it that late? I thought it was like. No, I felt like this was earlier. Yeah, I really? thought it was earlier because that's when the electro scene for was like. Our yeah. listeners, our younger listeners who don't know what dance, dance was something that happened at Arena, which is no longer there. It happened on Tuesdays. Tuesdays. All ages. On Tuesdays, people. Packed. And it was sold out. Packed. So 2,000 people every day. Was it every Arena Tuesday. or was it Circus? In no, the it, was arena. it was Arena. Yeah. Oh, shit. And I, it was funny too because it would be all ages, but the whole. The top level of it, the balcony was all 21 plus. Yeah. We yeah. were up there. So, you know, yeah. even in that, like, they had like a small room too. I remember Reed Speed yeah. used to do like uh break, she had that breakdown yeah. label and they would do all sorts of different events up there as well. Yeah, you and see I them through the glass? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Parents used to come and like watch their kids down below. Oh, no, really? Know? Make sure yeah. that they're like, like not messing around. And that was like when like scene hair was like, you yes. know, all of your eye, the, the emo, the emo the look. Yeah. All in black. Yeah. I loved it. And um, Polite and Public used to do this like uh, photo booth there. And he even, he eventually ended up like, blowing up and doing like real real professional photography and like for big things and so it was just kind of cool the thing was getting your picture in the photo booth yeah. that was yeah. like the thing. Yes. Yeah. there was lines yeah you, always you've lines. been around since uh, the mecca since I, it, yes. it literally yeah. guys i'm that old it's yeah. true She's, no no I'm, you're not old i mean you've been in the game it's like she was yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing you Every yeah. every event that I would go to, you were there. And this is all like before Avalon days. Yeah, yeah. before yeah. Avalon way days. Before. Way yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. how most people seem to know me is because I did spend like the big chunk of my time there. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe I did see you there. I was there. Uh, I was. I was there, the guestless girl. I was there religiously. Yeah. Like, every Friday. And oh, no, that's Avalon. Oh, at Avalon. That's Avalon. Oh, at Avalon. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. bad. At Avalon. I guarantee you saw me there though too. And Absolutely. I'm pretty sure you told me uh, your name's on the list. Yeah, it's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did do list at Avalon. Or I don't. I don't. Well, I don't know how. You, we, we let's not get into Avalon yet, yet. because that's oh. a whole. Yeah. But I still want to talk about dance upstairs. It was a 21 and over. Uh -huh. It was so awesome because downstairs was jam jam packed. Yep. And we would walk upstairs and we'd literally have so much space up there because the majority of the people were under totally. 21. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It was that was where like kind of like the tastemakers were too, because they were yeah. up there drinking and then the smoking patio that they had there was like kind of a quieter place. You could really just kind of talk to people and smoke a cigarette and like like vibe, you know? And a lot of networking there. Lo yes. A lot of networking. Yes. People that I And still they also shot an Austin Powers movie there. Oh, did they? Yeah. That's right. Uh, gold uh, member. A gold, gold member. Yeah, they did. Yes. Oh, and he was on the skates. Oh my gosh, with yes. Beyonce. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, they really, they really made that place pop because it didn't look anything like in that movie. Oh, no, no, no. You could totally. I was like, I, I was like, I know exactly where that's at. <laughs> yeah, so. That was a really fun time. I, I mean, I think back on those days, and I'm like, kids don't even know, know now. No. You know what I mean? They don't know where this 
EDM that they're listening to now. Like it was developed from. from then. Yes. Yeah. Because if you think about it at that time, Justice, MGMT, like all of those like electro, you know, indie Crystal borderline. Castles. Crystal Castles. Crystal Castles. Yeah. 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 All of those bands were really coming out, you know. New. It was yeah. all kind of new. That electro indie. That's a... It's, <laughs> that was my, my watch. Your watch? Sorry. I'm not sure about that. It, it, yeah. like, Who's that? God? <laughs> God's talking to <laughs> I feel like everybody who was there was in it for the music. Yes. Totally. Yeah, it and wasn't matter who was playing. I mean, there were good people playing, but they were going. We were the there for the music to have a great time, and, and, and you did it for the love of the music. Because also the DJs that were playing weren't these, like, superstar mainstream djs they were literally locals it yes. was like paparazzi, paparazzi. Yep. uh joaquin uh love tech uh like uh, and Biff jeffington and like uh do you remember the spy versus spy guys yeah yeah, yeah. Dallas. You know, it was like yeah, yeah like yeah. dallas and nick you yeah, know yeah, it yeah. was these these and they were they played the music they didn't play like oh i produced this track now come listen to it all hail me you yeah. know it was like yeah. Nobody even knew. I don't even think people knew like like the bands or the DJs that, that they were playing. They just yeah. liked that music, music. for the love of the for music. the love of the music. It wasn't yeah. hoo hoo. What you're wearing? Nope. I got it. no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so, like nowadays. <laughs> so I I've said this before, but in the '90s, you know, Richard Humpty Vision, Tony B, these other guys were like the creators of like house music. But then that scene kind of like disappeared and died. Yep. And then when you know, you had uh, dance and and um, group the heist, heist, not group heist. the heist. 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 Those two clubs yes. were the old like dome and like Florentine Gardens mm-hmm. and that like oh yeah, they were the new generation creating. They reignited this. it. They yeah. reignited, it. and it's what it is now is because of that. Absolutely scene, right. I think. Yeah, I remember like oh, let's go to Florentine Gardens. Oh yeah, like, and I was like, uh, all right. You know, I was young, but then it was like. I totally walked away from the scene, and then it was like the heist. I was like, Dude, that place. DJ Hyphy Crunk. Yeah, Hyphy. Oh, yeah, Mark. I love Mark. Love Mark. Yeah. Yeah. But that, both those clubs, dance and, and, and heist, were amazing. Again, on a Tuesday. Yeah. They also used to do this club um, down at, in Orange County. Oh, what was the name of it? And I remember, like, Stephen Griffin used to do it with another girl named Valerie. I want to, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was at Sevilla. Oh, I don't know. Exactly. Maybe it was. Red Is that glam? Oh, I can't. Now I can't oh. remember it. But there was all those things were popping up. Uh, they also had era that was like something that used to happen as well. Um, and La Disco, also yeah. our Wednesday nights Moscow. You oh, know, Moscow. Yes, like, yeah. That was just like what was the other one? Uh, Steve Aoki used to do. He would do it on. Uh, it was like industry night. Denmark Thursday. Denmark Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kanye West came there one night. Really? Yeah. Kanye did like a DJ set there one night. That's yeah. great. I used to go every Tuesday there and like hang out on that smoking patio that was like kind of indoor outdoor, you know? Yeah. It was a little yeah. seedy. It was yeah, fun. Yeah. Oh, the good old days. The good old days. So much has changed. Yeah. Yes. So you went from dance. Where'd you go after? Uh, honestly, doing the. So that venue that we were doing like bang and beat it and dance at. Well, dance was a separate venue, but like all the promoters at that time were working at. Uh, the, it was called the Ruby or the World. That was the name of the venue. And then they sold it and it became like a Live Nation building. And so honestly, everybody kind of fell off and kind of went and did their own thing for a while. 
one thing that I stayed doing was Tiger Heat, which yeah. started okay, at yeah. Arena. Um, I that was the first like real cashiering job too that I ever got, like just strictly doing, you know, the, the cat the door, you know, not like guest list or anything like that. Um, and uh, that moved eventually to Avalon when Arena shut down. So that was like my introduction into Avalon. Uh, and I we started doing that on Thursday nights and I came, they didn't want to like, because Avalon had their own cashiers. So they didn't want to like fire me because they decided to move the event. So they were like, oh, why don't you go and you can just kind of be like our box office manager on the Tiger Heat side of things and just like keep an eye on the, you know, box office people at Avalon and just sort of make sure that everything's kosher. And so uh, I sort of like, you know, I answered the phones. I kind of like invented like jobs yeah. for me to do <laughs> there. This is my title. <laughs> you know, I would, I would do all the expenses, you know, at the end of the night. But um, eventually, because I was in the box office so much, I sort of like formed a relationship with the box office manager. And I said to her, look, if you ever need me on any of your nights, like I'm happy to help, you know? And she's like, actually, like we could use some more box office people. So that's how I started ever working at Avalon was like, I got the introduction through Tiger Heat, but then kind of like established myself in the box office. And I started out as a ticket taker, like literally the person you hand your ticket to when you walk in the door. That's great. So that's, that's where I went to like in between. That's sort of like how it all morphed. Then I started out doing cashiering and then one day uh the box office manager said you know they're looking for someone to do the guest list uh and i think that you'd be really good at it and like you could dress up this would give you an you know an opportunity to dress up and like kind of like you know meet yeah. people so that was you in the black dress that was me <laughs> also when i look back on clothes that i wore at control like i'm so embarrassed i don't think i wore pants like 90 percent of the time <laughs> i was just wearing these like big shirts with like Nothing know, under. I was younger, okay, yeah. so I could get away with it. <laughs> of course. Like, now sometimes I look back on the outfits and I'm like, what was I thinking? That's awesome. That was, uh, control. That was, that was the days. Yeah. <laughs> we love control. Yeah, I was. Yeah. That was church. I control too. Yeah. That was church. Yeah. Me. I mean, I started doing the guest list and that's how I really also got to know Chris and Jaso. Oh, and yes. uh, they really fostered like, fostered me into like like pushing me into I think she could do this position I think you know okay. she, she's someone we could look at because she's really good with you know I can could draw the line but still stay friendly you know yes. what I mean it's and you did such, that very well it's yes. a very hard like Absolutely. line to draw where you don't want to make them feel dumb but also like just so you know this is as far as I'm going yeah you know, yeah. and so. in this industry, you have to. Right. Yeah, we talked about like last. That. There's a fine line to everything, and yeah. it's really easy to cross over that line. And yeah. either you're either going to come off as a real bitch or not doing your job. Right. And, and it's so hard with guest lists too, because oh, I know somebody who knows somebody, somebody. Knows. and like such a thing about yeah. Was that, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was me. <laughs> what you got? Oh, I did best. feel special though. I did feel special when I got on the guest list. It was like. It would always take me on that back cut. Side. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was like, oh, look at me. I've been paying too much. Now I'm in the back. I don't, excuse me. I don't wait in line. I'm just going to text the hospitality manager right now and she'll come out. You know? <laughs> she'll come get me. I'll show you. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh. uh, I mean. Oh, man. 90% of my night was walking people in. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. We would always just see you leave and then come back with people on stage and then leave and then come back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, too much, have, though. People must Not have told much. you just, like, the dumbest <laughs> shit. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I was thinking about it, like, 
well, what's like the wildest thing anyone's ever like offered me? You That's know? one of my questions. That was yeah. all my- <laughs> I don't really, it was always just like a, of course I got offered money a ton of times, but I would never, ever, 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 ever like anything, ever do anything like that. But like just people like, I, it was, it wasn't really about like wild things people would do. It was about like, I would choose to reward people who I thought, like, I wanted to make their experience special. So for someone who'd never been on the stage before, this is my favorite artist. I drove 100 miles to see, you know, so-and-so. You know, I would love to be that person that gives that to them and then stand on the side of the stage and watch them, like, live their best life, you know? Um, When it came to, like... Would I? What would I do? What would I do? I, I followed the list and I instructed, you know, eventually when I was, you know, the artist relations manager, I instructed all my guest list people at the stage entrance and everything. It's just you follow that list. And if they're not on that list, then they need to text their contact. And yes. if honestly, if they're meant to be on there, someone's going to text me. Yeah. And it's going to get sorted, yeah. you know, and if they're not, then they're not, you know, I've had people like charge, you know, run through, you know, fit. And I always told my told the girls like or the guys whoever was doing it like don't put yourself in danger someone wants to get on the stage that bad jesus christ let them up there i'll just get a security guard to like eventually throw them out get them off yeah so and people would do that people like you matt you would not imagine like the limits people feel like they need to be special you know crazy yeah we were just at an event the other day and they kind of literally locked down this one area because it was a really big artist coming through and there was people who the whole time just arguing with the security guard and i'm like why are you here they enjoy waste the whole the time show. yes yeah. they don't even get to see it no, exactly. they don't even enjoy the show they're just enjoy too busy trying show. to get up but yeah. i am so and so's dog walker i'm like oh my god <laughs> my other favorite thing is people standing literally one foot in the dj booth or not because like behind the dj booth there was just a rope and stanchion so like the need to just be on the other side of that rope. Yeah. Even though physically, it's like a one foot difference. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm not on the inside, you know, like, it's it was crazy to me. I would, like, and honestly, in the end, like, after years and years and years, I eventually was like, I don't care what happens in that DJ booth as long as I don't have to stand in there with all these people, yeah. like, touching my shoulders. I know. I, uh, I can't remember where we were. I think you played in After Hours, and right after he went on, uh, there was guests that went on and literally they the dj was playing and there was a guy and a girl standing right next to the dj literally in front of the fourth deck oh yeah groping each other oh man and i'm like why why though why go get around the dance floor there's corners of this nightclub you could go to absolutely they had to be right there and i'm like as the d and they were like her guests and i'm like i would be like get the fuck out of the way and it ruins all the pictures it does there's always some mofo in an all-white outfit standing (laughs) right behind the dj and like all the photographers are like yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I didn't invite. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And what can I say? Next time, tone down your outfit. Yeah. It's past Labor Day. Yeah. <laughs> like, but there is always someone who just uh, needs to be like right there. The obsession. I don't think I'll ever understand it because even, that was me. Yeah, that was me. Was that you? I probably kicked you out. Yeah. No, no, you didn't <laughs> kick me out. But that was me. I had an obsession. Like I was like, I had to be up there with the DJ. Yeah. And then, I mean, the more you went to it, it was more like, ah, all right now. we're Yeah. Good. Yeah, but you got you got your uh, feel for it, and then you're well. I did it with the DJs that I loved. Mm-hmm. Like, who are some of the DJs that you loved? Uh, like the hardcore guys, like you know, Kill the Noise, uh, Craze. Mm-hmm. Mm, you know, I love Craze around me. So it was it was more that that type of vibe. But I mean, 
that's okay. That AC Slater vibe that everybody's up there regardless. Mm -hmm. It wasn't mm -hmm. like no Tiesto and I'm up there like, hey, what's up, bro? Yeah. You know, but I mean, it, it was with everybody that was up there. Yeah. But I mean, I, I love doing it. And then as the years progress, you get older and you're like, yeah. I do yeah. have to say that I'd rather be not necessarily in the DJ booth, but on stage yeah. as yes. a in a safer section. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Out in on the, the corner. <laughs> the one thing I did love out of the is way. That you guys had a bar up there. Oh, yeah, in the Jerry Lewis Oh, bar. I yeah. fucking yeah. love that shit. Oh, I yeah, was like, it's the VIP bar right I there. I don't got to go over there no more. Tight. I'm right here. <laughs> I mean, I, I got spoiled. Yeah. You know what, though? Even, and I've had, like, every amount of access at this point possible in life, but if I still now, when I go to another, sh someone else's show, if I'm, like, walk up and I'm supposed to be on the guest list and I'm not, like, then that's fine. I'll buy a ticket and I'll get in there <laughs> yeah. somehow. Or I'll decide, okay, I'm not going to, you know, I'll head home tonight. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'll yeah. never throw a fit because I've literally been through the fit throwing and it's yeah. like, You've it's so, uh, like, I just don't ever want to do that to someone. And you made a good point. If your name was meant to be on the list, it would be on the list. Yeah. And well, it's it, funny you say and that. And shit happens. Like, people, you know, whatever. You Maybe you added to the list later or something. Text your text your contact. I'll wait here patiently. Yeah. You, you wait over there patiently. Yeah. And let's see if this happens. And eventually you learn, like, you learn, like, who's being earnest, you know? And so, like, there would be people that, you know, wouldn't be rude about it, but just be like, okay, I'll try to text my person. And that's when I would hit up Jason or Chris on the side and be like, hey, I have this person, and, you know, I think they're supposed to be taken care of, but they're not on the list, you know? And then, and then you know, I would, I don't want to say, like, pick out people, but you eventually learn who's being real and who's not and yeah. who really should be taken care of. And, and who's, who's, gonna, who's throwing a tantrum. Yeah, I, I was on the yeah, giant yeah. list. Giant, Dave yeah. Dean. Yeah, I was on that list. And I remember, I mean, I don't know if it was you. And now that you're saying it, these little stories, I mean, it kind of sounds like it was you. But I mean, I've Probably had those. Most definitely I, was me. I paid like 75% of the shows that I went there. Yeah. I paid. Even if it's a discount. I didn't, I didn't even care. Yeah. I, I would tell my girl, she's my wife now, and I was like, we're going tonight. Oh, but we went out last week. Don't worry about it. We were there every Friday. Yeah. And then it got to the point where they're like, Bro, you're there every weekend, like, oh, hit so-and-so up, like, cool. And then it was just guest list, guest list, guest list, guest list. And I'm pretty sure it... it it's a progression. Now that you say that, I, yeah. I've had some nights where, I mean, the girl at the front was like, yeah, you're not on the list. And I'll be like, oh, fuck, you know? And I get on my phone and I'll be like, I'm on the list. And then my name would pop up, but not my girl's. And then it would be like... And I remember that night and it was just like, just come in, like that. Yeah. So it might have been you. Probably. But I was kind of like... I mean, at least my name's on there, you know, I'm, all right, yeah. bye. Yeah. But, I mean. Eventually was... you learn. Eventually, you know, yeah, a lot of, especially with control, there were so many regulars. Regulars, yeah. you know. Yeah. It was like a golden era. Like, yes, I, it was. Sometimes I think I about those shirt. days. I saw my control shirt. Oh. Upside down cross. Yes. yes. I had, they, one year for, I think, their seven-year anniversary, they made everybody, like, football jerseys with their nicknames on the back oh, of it. Oh, that's And great. that was, I still have mine. Um, And it was, you know, and, and some of the, like, flagship DJs that played the show, like, there was a, um, there was a major laser one, and one night when Diplo rolled through, I gave it to him. There was a Carnage one, I gave him his, like, so it was, like, they made, like, like an all-star line, if you will, oh. for a lot of those like key DJs that like were really coming up. You That's know, awesome. we ran into uh, Jesso in Palm Springs randomly yeah. one weekend. Just, I, yeah, it was it was just crazy. We were like, "Hey, what? Hey, how? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the so only random. like six foot five yeah. bearded like." <laughs> <laughs> 
a very metal looking bro out there when he's yeah. like not metal at all. Not at all. No, not at all. Not no. at all. It's no. kind of. And good. his wife too is so sweet. She's all tatted up, head to toes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, did, was he there alone? I don't, I don't remember. remember. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but same thing. I mean, they see this guy as like a mohawk and they're like, oh, he's a rocker. And I don't, yeah. our neighbors or something said something, talked to him about tattoos. And he's like, why don't you ask her? She has more tattoos than I do. And, I'm, and they're <laughs> like, you do? And it's just you, it, appearance, you know, yeah. never, yeah. never judge a book. Yeah. Never judge. <laughs> How many years with you at Avalon? I was there for 12 years. Wow. Yeah, from lifetime. start to finish. Yeah, um, over a decade for sure. Uh, oh, awesome. And you just left. I just saw like you yeah, the going away party. Going away party. Yeah. It was such a surprise. Honestly, and I hate surprises, but it was a vi- I cried because I, I ugly cried in front of like every. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I can't imagine. Came to me and they said, um, I was like in the box office. I'd come on my last night there. I'd like gone to the box office for something and nobody was in there. So I was like, I don't know, vegging out for a minute and looking at my phone. And one of the TSAs came running in. He's like, everybody's been looking for you. Something's going on. So we had this new like hospitality guy who was running all the alcohol for the artists. And he was, you know, just kind of getting his bearings. He had never really done it before. And so uh, they said, oh, something happened with him and the DJ. The DJ's really mad at him because like they want another bottle and he doesn't know what to do. He's freaking out. And I was like, oh, God. And like I'm walking to the DJ booth thinking, how am I going to defuse this situation? You know, (laughs) and I walk up and there's everybody with like you know, I don't know, balloons and bubbles Aww. and champagne. And then they posted up on the LED wall, like, good luck, Carly. And I just sat there and ugly cried in front of everybody. Aww. And all the pictures are of me making that face. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was very, it was special. And I will never forget how special they all made me feel. And, um, you know, but eventually you you grow. You want to yeah, grow, yeah, of course. you know. Yeah. And but you did seem like a family. Yeah. We, and I still, and I still am, you know, and I, I feel like, who they have doing, you know, what, like, parts of my position now, you know, are, like, the most, like, the best people I could think of for it. You know what I mean? And they're, I've been watching, and it seems like they're thriving and doing great, and that makes me happy. Did you pass the torch to someone that you knew, or was it someone... I sort of did. Okay. Um, they sort of, like, broke up my position into to, to, like, spread over, like, two or three different people, okay. uh, but, like, the advancing element of things, and then also, like, the night of show operations... Uh, I, I suggested that uh, they have the person that they have doing it now, and she's really doing a great job at it. And she's also like, wow, Carly. <laughs> I how like, did you do this? How, yeah, basically. Uh, so, yeah, I was going to ask, you, you started in the box office, uh-huh. and then how, where did you progress? So to the guest list next, uh, okay. the guest list outside, and then the next step up was the guest list near the stage. Ah, uh, the VIP. Yeah, basically. That was before they remodeled, right? Yeah, so it remember like... it was like, um, before it was a stairwell mm-hmm. just on the side, right? But then eventually they moved it to like, you enter through the Jerry Lewis entrance where that bar is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so there was, uh, before when it was just before the remodel, there was just a set of stairs and I would sit there on a little stool with a clipboard, literally like that. old school with a clipboard being like, mm, I don't see you here. <laughs> Check off, check yeah. out, you know? Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, uh, and then Chris and Jason were like, you know, um, I think it was uh, Beth, one of the girls doing it on, on Friday nights, like doing the, like the night of show operations. She like wanted to have a baby and a family. And so uh, they were like, hey, 
Would you want to consider? Because at the time, too, I was sort of working the festival circuit. So I was doing all of the artist check-in. Like, I did it for Coachella for about four years. Um, I did it for all of the Guerrilla Union uh, festivals that they did, like Smoke Out, Pay Dues, Rock the Bells. Okay, all Um, right. uh, I did it for, like, a few other festivals. So I was really kind of getting to know the artist world and the agents that come along with that and the managers that come along with that. And so when they were also, they knew I was kind of doing that on the side now and then. And so they were like, look, she kind of might be able to get it, you know? Yeah. Uh, And so I was working at the time at a law firm in Calabasas and at nights I was doing the clubs on the weekends. And so uh, I was sort of... Hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. Two identities. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'd come rolling into like, fortunately, it was a very, it was a small firm and uh, all the partners there were, the two partners there were like super nice and very sweet. And like, she she got it. They also thought it was so cool that I worked at Coachella, you know? (laughs) Even my dad to this day, like he doesn't think my job is a real job. He, because he doesn't get it. He thinks that, DJ is like a disc jockey, like on the air, like what we're doing yeah. here. That's yeah, what he yeah, thinks yeah. a DJ is. Uh, and I'll send him pictures like, see this? There's 2,000 people in this audience, and I made this happen tonight. And yeah. he's just like, that's great, honey. Are you doing that uh, Palm Springs thingy again? Because it came on the news one time. It's like oh, the only thing my dad so does is cute. watch the news, you know? Um, so I'm like, no, dad, not doing that anymore. But like, look what I'm doing. You know yeah. what I mean? He still doesn't get it. So uh you know, um, but that's the way the law firm, the people at the law firm were that they, you know, I'd come in the next day and I'd have makeup. My boss would be like, oh, did you put makeup on for us? And then she'd be like, oh, it's from last night. And I'd be like, no, I don't need your judgment. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm fresh. This is fresh makeup. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I was doing that during the day and then at nights and on the weekends, you know, working a different door every night at every other venue. I mean, I think you could probably I think I've worked the door at like every venue in Los Angeles at least once, you know, for something or other, because the word kind of gets around, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, she's good at the door or whatever. But uh, so they, when they knew I was doing like the festival circuit too, they sort of thought, you know, I bet Carly could like do good in this role, you know? And so they started out just doing Fridays. I would just do Friday nights. And then eventually the girl that was doing Saturday nights as well, wanted to get married, have a family, move to Houston. So they were like, how would you feel about doing Saturday nights too? And so uh, Giant was doing Saturday mm-hmm. nights at the time. That was and trans night. Yeah, it still is trans night. <laughs> yeah. From what I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. I never knew until I we just showed up one Saturday and I was like, Whoa. when's the bass coming? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's going to be a 10 minute build up to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just like put your hands in the sky and like be ready for it. But I love Saturday night vibes. It was just different. It is different. It was it more is. adult. And you want to know what's funny is because I'm older, you know, for being what I was doing with control and it was such a younger crowd because uh, for a while it was 18 plus and then they switched to 19 plus, but it was still like just that young bass music crowd. And I, because I did that before I started doing Saturday nights, I really got to know like DJs and managers and I kind of felt like I related to them more to when I started doing Saturday nights, I was like, you know, everybody's old. Like, I don't yeah, get no it. Problems. This is like it's a mature. Famous dance. And these people are my age, the washing machine. The yeah. washing machine. These people are my age. Like, why am I like judging? These are the people I should be getting along yeah. with. Yeah. Instead, I'm like, where's the Jaeger? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, we're drinking champagne tonight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So. Oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> Jaeger. As soon as we got there, that was that was our ritual. We got there, there's Jaeger bombs. Yeah. That was the vibe there. Like, that was like straight. As soon as you hard. walk in, you go to the bar to the left real quick. Boom, line them up. Just give them my card. 
down you know, for it. Fix yeah. me up, homie, and that was it. I loved Saturdays though because I I so like I had a brief not a brief I had a stint with raves in like 1999 2000s when they actually were raves they were yeah. not music festivals yes. they were like there was this place in San Bernardino called the Masterdome that everybody oh, yeah? used to go oh, to oh yeah yeah and I used to go and so when you were talking about like Richard Humpty Vision and like Bad Boy Bill and DJ Irene like Kiyoki these were all like when I was a raver and I was a candy kid. Oh, candy with candy. Big ass pants, yes. you know, like 52 inches on each leg. And I had like a backpack and like tons of candy. Uh, that was like, and I loved Happy Hardcore. That was like Mickey my, yeah, that was like the music <laughs> that I, that I listened to. So when I was doing Saturday nights and so many trance legends came through those doors, like I remember like the first time we ever had Paul Van Dyke, I was literally Ooh. like, oh my God, <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. I would have my fan out moments. Even to this day, like I was just recently at a festival and I went to go see ATB and he dropped this like, oh, he did, he dropped Children by Robert Miles okay. and did like a little homage to him. Oh. And I like, I almost started crying. <laughs> I videoed it. Um, my homegirl I used to always go to raves with, I sent it to her and I was like, oh my God. You know? <laughs> Remember this? Yeah. <laughs> so like I could literally be standing next to Tiesto, but if ATB walks in the room, I'm like, oh my yeah, God. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah, how yeah. I was too. Like yeah. running into those DJs. I mean, yeah. I'm a lot younger. Not a lot younger, but not that much. But I was listening to that music when nobody else was listening. To yeah, it. like I told him, like all my homies were into hip hop, and I was listening to all the elect electronica music. Mm -hmm. And, and then, like even now, it's funny because like I don't get like shell shocked around musicians, but I do around like uh, actors. Like I saw Brad Pitt in a Seven Eleven once, and of course I was getting a hot dog. Like like that. <laughs> You're like. Oh. <laughs> literally like oh my god um i i was so nervous i'm like but, which 7-eleven does he frequent okay, all the time it was the one on vine street uh, like i'm gonna just live he there. was getting a pack of cigarettes he was wearing a fedora so it was obviously a questionable style time for him but <laughs> uh it was his voice i was like standing there ordering the hot dog and then i heard him say uh, american spirits and i was like god that voice sounds familiar and i like looked to my right and i was like oh my god <laughs> But like, yeah, I would, I, I would do the same. So then, when I would see these kids like freaking out over DJs, I was like, mm, there's some, that's, I don't get that's, it. Yeah. That's their celebrity. Yeah, yeah. That was my, yeah. that was me. That yeah. was me. I was that kid. That's I mean, great. I'm still that kid to like, you know, Benny Benassi. Yeah. Like I'm still that kid to like, um, what's that guy's name? Dude? Little short bald guy. Uh, I'll get back to it. Yeah, okay. but so, he's old school, and I'm still that like, <gasps> you know. Some of these artists have such a strong fan base, and Absolutely. it's incredible to see. Yeah. Like, uh, Marcus Schultz has like a deal with all of his fans that if you when he doesn't open to close set, if you stay till the very end, which like could be ten or eleven in the morning, yeah, as it was on many a New Year's Eve, he would take the time at the end of his set shake your hand, sign your things, wow. take a picture with you. I mean, yeah. I always counted on at least a 45-minute meet and greet yeah. at like 10 or 11 in the morning on New Year's Eve because, oh yeah, he will stay and like and awesome. meet every single one of them. And they, and they love it and they love that's him for awesome. it. And so I think that's really awesome because when you get so big, you know, it's hard. It's got to be hard for these guys to pick and choose who do I you know, like, yeah. you know, who do I show like my gratitude to, you know what I mean? Or, you know, give them what, give them what they want, you know? 
And uh, or I, just get jaded. I, I'm, yeah. you know, it's, it's easy. It's easy yeah. to get yeah. jaded. It's over and over and yeah. over again. And so. you want privacy, you know. Absolutely. It's like, man, I just played like, you know, it's a it's a, a job. Long ninety minutes yeah. at it's half a of these job. guys. Yeah. <laughs> All one hundred and twenty minutes of it, yeah. <laughs> and that's if we're lucky. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, for someone like Marcus, you know, he plays from like beginning. I mean. And he's there an hour before the night starts, too, like every New Year's Eve from like 8 p.m. until 9 a.m. or longer. And I made the big mistake the year before of being like, so what time do you think you're going to end tonight? And he's like, well, what time did we end last year? And I said, I think like like nine. And he goes, cool, we'll go to 10 today. And I was like, oh, did I say nine? I meant like five. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've never seen that. Does he go to the restroom? Of course, he's got to. Yeah. No, I've never seen him go to the bathroom. Really? No. He just goes. No. He just plays. He just plays. He's just like he 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 rations his liquids. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a little pee bag. I think the longest I've seen him play. I mean, well, because I've had him on a stage. I think it's two hours. That's yeah, I mean, longest. yeah, but it's different. Like at Avalon, no, I know that's why it's night. an open yeah. to close yeah. night. That's, I've never seen that. Yeah. I mean. I like his stuff, but I don't think I'm going to sit there 12 hours. I mean, around five, he goes into this se- section called Down the Rabbit Hole, which is oh. like where he's playing like super progressive, like almost right. almost like hard style type, you know, like side trancey type mm, of stuff, yes, you know, yeah. and it's r- literally for that exact meaning down the rabbit hole yeah. for when you can't drink anymore and you just want to like hear some beats yeah. until it's okay. You get to enjoy the ride. Yeah. Enjoy and then he'll spend like the last 45 minutes moving into like really beautiful sunrising melodic stuff and just sort of end the night on like such a, a fabulous note, you know, and then everybody puts their sunglasses on yeah. and steps outside. <laughs> All crunchy. All crunchy. crunchy. I used to go at like six in the morning down to Starbucks, come back with a coffee and like sit in the DJ booth, you know? I was just going to ask you, like, how do you stay awake? How do you do it? I mean, for me, it's I break it into sections of the night, like especially on New Year's Eve. We're building up to the countdown, right? It's about getting everybody in the building because they've all paid and they want that countdown, you know, and they want it to be special. And so it's about like leading up to the countdown. And then from the countdown until like for about when he about goes into the rabbit hole, I'm like, you know, I'm like running operational type stuff and making sure that like, okay, guest list can probably like be let go now and go home because who's coming in at 5 a.m. on the guest list? And if you are, you shouldn't be here. And, uh, you know, and I'm like sort of like breaking it in and then I'll spend like a few hours like hanging with the dancers and like talking with the creative director and like, you know, I kind of break it into sections, you know, and uh also, he, Marcus has such a good team around him. His managers are like such great guys. And because I've done so many shows with them, we're like a family at this point. And so uh, I'll just go down there and like hang with them and we'll like talk about life and a few hours will pass. But this, the last two years, I invested in an espresso machine for my own personal use at home. And so I started bringing that. Bringing and now I have yeah. a full on breakfast buffet. I would have like a, I'd have the chef make like muffins and like donuts and bananas and stuff and we do like breakfast in the green room at like 7 a.m. Nice. <laughs> That's great. Fuel. We Everybody yeah. needs need fuel. It. Yeah. yeah. For those late hours. Yeah. I, they worked EDC and I, I only went Sunday. I got up at 5 a.m. in Los Angeles, flew to Vegas early morning and was there. We showed up the, the, the whatever time like at 5 in the afternoon to the, to the show, right? I don't know. No, it was earlier than that, but. Whatever. But it doesn't end till 5. Yeah. So I was up at five. It is now 3 a.m. And I'm crashing. Yeah. I'm crashing. And I'm like trying to walk on, like walk around and like push through it. uh, Yeah. And, and uh, he's like, uh, so-and-so's going back to the hotel. You know, 
here's your chance. And I'm like, okay. Because I was like, I'm going to, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to be a trooper. I'm going to stay till you leave. I'm going to, and then I was like, okay. It's a trap, man. It Once is. Once the sun comes Woo. up, you're, and then trying to get out, you're, you're real sorry that you made that decision. Yes. Yeah. And that was another thing. Cause I know, yeah, leaving. Oh, oh, yeah. Goodness. So, yeah, we left like at four, I think, right? Cause I was not up for 24 hours. I was up for, almost 24 hours and I was like back in the hotel and he's like it's just ending I was like snoring already but what an incredible thing to watch the sunrise oh it is great it is it is the first day yeah the second day it's like it's it's not I I love them both I love all three it's uh, great I think the first day is good and then the third day is good because the third day you're like ah it's over over. the second day you're like oh another night of this Yeah, I mean, I used to go to raves like in the desert, you know, and that were literally like text, text for the directions, turn left at the glow stick in the in the desert, you know, yeah. on the in the sand, and yeah. then like it would just be like some like amazing, you know, like uh, Christina Sky would be like playing nice. this like beautiful melodic, and like the sun would be rising, and you'd be there with all your friends, and that was like for me like the the real meaning of plur, you know, like before it became as big as it is now, and I'm happy for the music and that like this particular industry has become what it's become because yes. from where it started, Accepted. even when I was going, you know, it was like not, not Found a real upon. thing. Yeah. 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 And yeah. especially when like the city really cracked down on raves, mm-hmm. you know, and then they made that 2 a.m. curfew and, you know, they made it really difficult and forced things to go like underground for quite some time, yeah. you know, for a while, for yeah. a while. Yeah, I mean, I remember I didn't go to many desert raves, but I mean, there was flyers. You would yeah. go to this address and you pick up a flyer. And if you got there too late, all the flyers were gone already. Sorry you were about it. out of luck. Yeah. And you just look around on the floor to see if somebody dropped a flyer. Yeah. <laughs> and th- I mean, those were I'm pretty sure those things still happen. They do. But it's they all do. like social media now. There's no paper. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. paper involved. I mean, it's such a business now. That's yeah. what it is. And I feel like back then it was really more about, I mean, yeah, the people promoting it, but people throwing the parties were obviously trying to make a buck, but it was also about just throwing a good party. There's this movie and it's going to sound so cheesy. There's this movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's called Groove. Oh, yeah, of course, where he's got the big uh, disco ball. ball It's all about this promoter just like trying to throw this warehouse party just to bring like digweed out to like have a moment, you know, to throw a good party to bring people together. You know what I mean? And that's what it was kind of all about as opposed to we got to sell this many tickets because we have these door expenses or we have this artist expense, you know, and uh, although I still feel like a lot of that love for community is there in the oh, big yeah. festivals, it is. It is. you know, and there's different subgroups, you know, um, I was just talking to my hairstylist the other day who was saying that she used to go to a festival all the time just to shuffle, just to like wear an outfit and go and like shuffle her ass. Off. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And so there's like, you know, so good. Yeah. You know, I'm glad. I know. I, I say that every now and then. I, I want to go dance. I feel like dancing. I just yeah. want to dance my ass off. Like, I don't care about, you know, I just want to go have a good time, let my hair down. Yeah. I, I, I miss that. I, I feel like, you know, Hollywood sometimes is about who you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. We has. were talking about Coachella a, a couple of episodes ago. And back in the day, you would go for the music. And right. it, it didn't matter what the fuck you look like. You'd wear your tore up bands because you're in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And, and it was... Now it's a glam show. It's different. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. I just like that's so why bad. I go to live concerts a lot. Like I, <laughs> my boss is like always lo- like laughing at me because I'm crazy about pop music. Like 
My my number one artist of all time is Lady Gaga, and I have her tattooed on yeah, me. Yeah. And I'm flying to Germany next month to be there on her nice. kickoff tour for her Chromatica. That's tour. awesome. Like, right, I, that's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm going with Jeff and Eddie. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, we're all we're all going. Uh, and it's like that's where I can be in GA and just like. Like let uh, lose it, let loose, you know. Um, and I have like I love pop music, but I have like such an eclectic taste, you know. Uh, I like everything. I love country music, uh, you know. So I'm, I, I'm I, I like that you grew up in with EDM and you respect it mm-hmm. and you understand it. I, you know, I, we haven't well meeting a lot of people at the podcast and stuff, and sometimes it's just a job. Yeah. But no, I, you enjoy no. it. Well, you enjoy the music. Big time. Which is good. I like, uh, I like that. One of your questions was like, what is music to me? Yes. And I was like, it's everything. Ev- Literally everything. everything. I have to I have to have music playing in my car at all times. Mm-hmm. When I'm at home, I tell Alexa to play like whatever. whatever. Like I, it has to be in the background at all times. It's the one thing that makes me feel good when I want to feel good. Yeah. Helps me feel sad when I just want to <laughs> cry. You know, it's this thing that like connects me to certain times in my life you hear a song and you're like i know exactly where i was and who yep. i was with when i heard that song like yeah. to this day when i hear 1979 by smashing pumpkins i have like a v- clear vision of me driving the first car i ever had through like my hometown like with the windows down like yeah. like Singing just like along. being you know 17 years old or whatever i was at the time you know what i mean like it's just yeah. instantly this kind of same way that that like smells kind of take you yes. places yeah you know? no we could totally relate there's a song by the killers where every time we hear it, we're like, I literally can close my eyes and like I, can, I, can feel, I can feel the wind. Yeah. It just yeah. brings you right back to where you were. Yeah. 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 And it's such like a, even like when I think about like dating too, like I, yeah. you know, I dated a guy for a while who like didn't understand electronic music at all. I would be like, Babe, Skrillex oh. is playing at my club tonight. And he would be like, who? And I would be like, big deal. Like, how do I let you know this is a big deal? You know? And it's sort of like, it's what connects you to people. Absolutely. Uh, and it's just, it's it's everything to me. And like, you know, I always thought I wanted to work on a cruise ship. And I, I did. And I'm a crazy Disney fan. So I also love d- d- the idea of working on a Disney cruise ship. But the more I realized that, like, I gravitated towards the music industry because music is such a big part of me it's powerful yeah music is powerful and it does it brings people together and it just creates all kind of emotion it's uh, we have a friend and i don't know how we we, actually i know exactly we were actually at avalon having a great time his his best friend we were all having a great time and one of his friends fainted and and he was in the bathroom we were in belasco it wasn't no it was it was Blasco. They're both anyways, theaters. He, yeah, they're, both they're both theaters. theaters. Mm. But it, it was for my birthday upstairs. You're talking about Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He fainted. No, you're right. No. Maybe you're right. He has a better memory than I do. I should not argue. They're, they're, they're <laughs> both red <laughs> no. inside. Yeah. They're both painted red and so, they're both theaters. So his friend fainted and uh, him, myself, and his best friend took the other friend to the hospital, right? And we took him to the hospital. We didn't know what was wrong, whatever. And now we're just in the waiting room, just hanging out, right? There's a point to my story, I swear. And we started talking about music. And he was like, I don't really listen to music. What? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's true? how the relationship me and my wife had, like, started. Because of music. Yes. Because of music. Yeah. Thank we, you. We literally it either makes about, the relationship yeah. or it breaks it, you know? Yeah. I was, I was like, what, like, even growing up, like you didn't listen to music? Like you didn't have music in the background? He's like, no. I'm like, in your car? What like, do you do in your car? He's like, I listen to talk radio. And I was like, 
I don't think we could be friends. No, dude, that's like a top. That's like a, a what are they called? A deal breaker for that's, me. That's a red flag. You tell flag. me your top five artists and or bands, and I'll decide whether or not we're going to go on a second date. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. that's great. Okay. Okay. I'm still single. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just, just putting it out there. Just, just putting it out there. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I was baffled there's something special about it you know and that's why uh one of your questions too was like club or festival yes and i was thinking about that as well and i was like you know they both inspire a moment so there are times when i'm like i feel like i prefer the intimacy of a club because it's smaller and you yeah i could reach out my hand and maybe i'm gonna touch tiesto or whatever you know what i mean and and there's always like a special moment in every night too. When I look out, it used to be at Avalon too. One of my jobs was doing the confetti, and they had these oh, old confetti um, like cylinders, basically, where you had to release the release the CO2 and then stick your hand in like the bucket of it and like fluff Throw up in. The, it, yeah. the confetti <laughs> as it went, you know. And it was also this was manually done between me and the other uh, like stage person. At the en- other end of the stage. So we would hear the build up and be like making eye contact with each other. Like, do you hear it? Do you hear it? And I would like kind of bounce like, do you feel it? You know, and then so the confetti would go off and everybody's screaming and you just have this moment where you're like, man, this is epic, you yeah. know? Yeah. And then on the same coin, festivals are like, the no one can deny the power of large numbers. Yeah. You know, the first time I ever stepped on stage at a festival was for Above and Beyond. Okay. And I... So, um, Did you push the button? Was that you? I didn't push a button. <laughs> I just stood on the side of the stage and I honestly felt... I had a, like a physical reaction to the energy that was being pushed on me. You know what I mean? Like, and I just still get like goosebumps. The roar of the crowd. Is, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and even now when I'm watching like dubstep shows and I see these kids like with all their might holding onto that rail and like Bang throwing their necks, their necks out. Like, <laughs> you're going to be sorry in like 10 years, but I'm going to, you have fun right now, kiddo, you know, but I do, you know, and they're just so into it and it's like, a big group of people doing it it's a it's a movement it's a it's a moment and i think it's an energy yeah it's an energy and so both both of these styles of like you know the way that music is presented ha- invoke you know an inertia and it's like different it's so different. i couldn't choose yeah. but i would say that i recognize like the specialness of each of them. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, they both have their, yes, their moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. One, yeah. One could say the drama of getting in out of a, in out of a festival That's is annoying. Awesome. The same way uh, the drama of being on the list or not being on the list uh, <laughs> at a club is, you know? So, or waking up in the parking lot. Hey. <laughs> or getting that danger dog on your way out, you oh, know, and feeling sorry awesome. about it the next day, you know? There, was, there wasn't no vegan then. <laughs> <laughs> they're still, they're I'll still, still there. Oh, I I'll love still it. get it. I'll yeah. still, I'll. Oh, still we got it, it that one night for Dioro. We did. We I'll did. chance it, man. Hey, we're like, yeah. hey, who's eating? And then you wake up the next day and you're like, what the fuck's on my jacket? Yeah, you like, mustard. Like mustard on your shoes. You're like burping onion. up those greasy peppers. <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, Los Angeles. Yeah, you know. <laughs> does it? Does it happen anywhere else? Absolutely. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Orange County? No. I don't know. But even know. like in other cities. No, because my sister grew up, or my sister went to school in Seattle, and she says they d- they don't. She's like, after like a football game or something, she's like, where's the where's the hot dogs? Where's the hot dogs? Yeah, and they're yeah. like, what are you talking about? They're yeah. like, there's no ladies out here selling hot dogs. It's not like, a thing. So it, they don't it allow not, it. Yeah. It's not a thing. So, so Cal like special. Trucks, right? Yeah, it is. I like it. That's like a food truck thing out there, though, right? I don't know. A lot of them. I don't know. Yeah. 
Oh, I went to visit her in Seattle and I, I was like, God, everybody's very natural and nature go to bar, right? They hair. Yeah. You can tell not Veganism, done. It's a big thing. Yeah. Like no makeup. And then it just started raining and raining That's and the- raining. And I'm like, oh, I get the no hair done and the yeah. no makeup now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't understand that either. Yeah. I didn't understand that. When I went last year up there for a show, I was like, what? Nobody's dressed up here. Yeah. We went all like, yeah. came off dope off the plane, you know, Fair like, boots. these are from LA. And you're in Linian, like, Jersey, like, <laughs> ready to go. No, and then, we, you know, we went to go see the needle and everything. And then it's like, we went to go uh, get some seafood and everybody was just like, they looked like they were in their pajamas. Yeah. yeah. Everyone. And I was Where like, Where is this? I'm moving there. Yeah. Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> I'm moving there. Yeah, Seattle. I'm booking my ticket now. Every yeah. Friday I do, I self invoke a, a casual Friday. <laughs> like I show up in like some sort of a band t shirt because I'm like a sucker for merch, you guys. I will always buy merch. Really? Yeah. I don't know How why. How big I, is like, your collection? I mean, it's going to be worth a lot of money. Point, I'm not afraid. I am not above the knockoff stuff in Absolutely. the parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know, the best. I mean, works. Sometimes it's still better, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, but, you it's know, a little off, but that's okay. Or like, it might be or spelled wrong. Rainy, yeah, you know, yeah. the date could be wrong I on like the back it. on the tour dates. I like it. Or it might have a stamp like this. Misspelled. Something a little misspelled. It's it's fixed now, but. I never would have noticed that. We didn't notice either. I know. He caught it, yeah, because he was going through all the photos. <laughs> great. Yeah, the the last show I went to, I was like, I'm not spending that money on a t-shirt. I'm gonna wait till outside. And of course, of course, and I wore that shirt probably after that concert, like almost every week. It's so hard. Yeah. Like, I will. Do I need another hoodie? Do I really need another hoodie? But like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. See, I have plunked down like eighty dollars for my Rufus to Soul one, but I wear it all the time, and it's like my favorite. See, like, as long as you wear it, like yeah. that's justifiable. Wear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fridays yeah. are my like my merch my merch days. I wear leggings and a really big, and a banter a band t shirt. Yeah. yeah, I have lots of shirts. I kind of yeah. You have a lot of band. I have shirts. a lot of shirts where I'm like, oh, which one? And I always wear the same ones. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't. Know. I have they're comfortable. You know, the favorite. Yeah, it's broken in, completely broken in. Now, do you buy doubles? Uh, like more than one of the same shirt? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I was about to say, you know. You can sell that. <laughs> it's going for a lot of money. I probably should, honestly. I, no, that's not true because um, I was uh, working at the forum at the time. Kanye was doing all of the uh, Sunday services. And at the time, he was making specific merch for each Sunday service. And I was like, you know, that was also when um, uh, Travis Scott was making like merch for his Astro World tour. And it was like only specific styles were sold at specific merch like uh trailers that they had so i was like dude i'm gonna drop like 150 dollars on this sweatshirt for this specific sunday service and i guarantee you i'm gonna make it back on like double on offer up the thing is still sitting in my closet <laughs> and well, it's like, you're not gonna make it on i'm not i'm not gonna make it you guys saw it somewhere else where like a where yeah. yeah like okay so that free uh larry what's it that guy they just did that show yeah uh free larry uh Oh man, we're terrible. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that shirt, I, it was going for ninety dollars at the show. Uh-huh. Just a shirt. Larry Hoover. Larry Hoover. Yeah. There we go. My godson sold it for three hundred dollars the next day. Okay, but wait, I I have a Sunday service sweatshirt. <laughs> Tell your godson to hook me up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you got to follow like these. I don't though. I'm not a hype yeah. beast. Well, see now on I this, get it. she has a Sunday 
sessions. Uh, yeah, Sunday sweater. service. Everybody. For sale. Yeah, the for Sunday sale. service sweatshirt. What size is it? It's an XL. <laughs> I love big shirts. Yeah, but people saw that like. Yeah, nuts. that's what I thought at the time. I was like, oh, I'm going to make my money back on yeah. this. You know? Mm, no. Mm, no. Well, I will try to help you. Yeah, yeah. we'll get that yeah, thing yeah, sold. We'll, yeah, we'll get it At least sold. make your money back. It's still on offer up. Just go find it on offer up. I mean, it's still you, there. You live close to, uh, what is it? Round two? Round you go to round two and sell it. What the hell's round What's two? Round two? round two is a retro store that sells all your old shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, in Hollywood? It's like a real, real kind of yeah, thing? Like a yeah, it's a real thing. They You can go buy a juvenile shirt from like back that ass days, oh. 1999, for like 120 bucks. That's absurd. I mean, yeah. They didn't pay for it that much, yeah. but I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll be like, someone's oh, going to pay that much. We'll give you, yeah. we'll give you what you paid for. I mean, it's brand new, right? right. It ain't. Dude, that's that's you get your right money there, back, you know? and then I mean they're gonna turn around and flip it for more. But at the end of the day, you get your money back. I'm gonna give you guys commission when I sell I this thing. <laughs> there you go. You each get two. No, I, the reason I say that because I watch a lot of TV shows like that, and it, I mean there's dudes that just rack it. Yeah, I mean they made uh, Kylie did like her lip a specific Astro World lip kit that they oh. only sold at Astro World, oh. and crazy. Uh, it was like. I mean, I don't even know how much they're probably selling for now, like intact, you know. And I bought one for a friend just because I was like, "This is going to be this is a collector's item right here," you know. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it is that make people, girls were going crazy for that makeup. I mean, it's good, good lipstick. Is it? Yeah, uh, it's pretty good, like for a stain. You know, I, I know when she came out with I don't know what, and it was like Christmas time, and it was being shipped out. People were literally, I mean, people still people's, you know. But I guess on the boxes, she had her logo or whatever on there. They had to change it. Oh. Because yeah. it was getting stolen and people were just stealing uh, it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they did that to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Do you have a favorite artist that you've... Oh, that was a good one. Um, So it's like, there's too many. If we're talking like as a person, as a human being, like so many great dudes, you know? I mean, you were there for 12 years. I know. And the great thing about that is that I had the chance of like seeing all these really large artists in the beginning. You Girl. know, like Joyride did his first ever major hard ticket event. And I he built the car. a car yeah, on the awesome. stage and like had CO2 tanks like blasting out of the hood of it, you know. And, you know, Johnny's just such a sweet guy. He's so nice. And like it's it's like uh, even if it's not like my music of choice exactly, it makes you love them, you know, because they're just such sweet people. I really haven't gotten... There's obviously a diva or two here or there, you know what I mean? But I, like, prepare for that, I guess. And, and then I'm pleasantly surprised when they're not that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when Axwell played, I joked around and called him the Swiss Jesus all night. I called him Sweezus because he had this, like, long haircut at the time that looked like Jesus. And then he was Swiss. And so yeah. I was always going to call him Sweezus all night. And he thought it was so funny. Oh, good. You know? And for someone, you know, of his stature to, yeah. be, to be that way, you know? But I... uh you know, and then there's artists that played so regularly, like Marcus Schultz, who, like, I really just got to know them, and they're kind of just like fam, you know. Uh, but it was cool at Control, especially, being able to see all these guys that have really progressed now uh, make their first break. You know, like, the yeah, first time Kazo did his doghouse tour, and he had these big inflatable silver, uh, like, uh, Doberman pinchers, like, that were, like, the size of, like, the whole stage basically went up to the ceiling. Or... um uh, like the first time Carnage ever played, you know, and it mm -hmm. was like just this like a big, it's like a big moment, you know, and it was great to say I saw them there first, you know, or even like to to watch them progress. Like 
.com played as .com, and we all know what that is now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like— Kind of crazy. Yeah, it's great to see. It was I, I was fortunate enough to be able to all see them, like, in their first— And that's also why I—there was, like, a period of time, especially with Control 2, where everyone just went there every Friday night, every DJ that lived in Los Angeles. So on any given night, you know, OK would be there, or Ultron just would be there. Or, I ran into yeah. Skrillex yeah. a couple yes, times. A million there. times. And, yeah. You know, and like, uh, you know, the first time Snake ever played, and he's, all the only song was Turned Down For What, and he had these shirts that said Turned Down For What, and it was like, I still have that shirt, too, because I love, <laughs> I love me a shirt. Um, but, you know, so I, I couldn't say that there's anyone like, this is my number one all-time favorite. Well, there's so know, many to choose from. Yeah, and it's just, I will say that I have been pleasantly surprised over the years Mostly, it's not the artist that's the it's deep. Their people. Yeah. Agreed. It's their people. Agreed. And the game, the fun game, is figuring out: okay, is this guy just being? Is this manager just being bad cop for the artist who really just doesn't want to act that way? You know. But if you don't have his banana ready to go in the green room, like there so could be problems. So you, it. it's a game. I would always try to figure out: like, okay, is the artist really a diva, and he's just making this poor guy be a jerk for him? Or, like, is this manager playing out what he really wants yes. yeah. through his artist, yes. you know? Which, I think most of the times that Which, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's a little game I would play now and then, you know? Uh, have you had any, I'm pretty sure, elaborate writers? Uh, of course. <laughs> the, my favorite thing to do is redline. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I did at Avalon was, red. you know, I helped redline a lot of the contracts. And so I'd be like, no, 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 no. Guess what? We're not doing that. Oh, but, so when you mean redline, cross yeah, that shit yeah, out. Yeah, nope, You're nope. not you getting can, that. Sure, you can ask for four bottles of 1942. All oh. you want. You're, You're getting gonna, one. Yeah. If you're lucky, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so. Oh, wow. I didn't, know that was, yeah. I didn't know that was an option. A writer is something uh, an artist provides the venue or the, the event or whatever. Hospitality uh, items. Exactly. What they want when they play. DJ equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things of that yeah. sort. And so. a lot of, uh, I don't even know if, it, like I said again, I don't know if it's the artists themselves or their or their team, but they put something like random on there to see if you've read it. Yes. Like it'll always be like one sock that was worn by a bum on, on 6th Street, you know, like, and then they, but they want you to read the whole thing to say either, you know, you're yes not going to no. do it. But a lot of, um, a lot of writers will have something cool, like a magnet from the city that they're in. And I get that. That's cool. Like, oh, wow. you know, or yeah. like a, something local, you know, like a I street dog. Yeah, you know, usually all that stuff is like agreed upon. I've never seen a writer that was like, you know, out of control. Uh, uh, there was an artist that uh, requested a hookah, you know, and I and it was a big artist. So I was like, you know, we got to do this for them. You know, certain certain artists, I would definitely say I don't want to say there's favoritism, but it's like, OK, you're an artist of the stature. We're going to do our best to make this as comfortable for you as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. I yeah, think we can, yeah. we, can, we can swing that. I know nothing about hookah. And I was like, don't you have to like prep coals and shit? Like, I don't know how to do that, you know? Uh, but turns out one of our coat check guys did. Oh. So I just gave him some money and he brought, provided the hookah and like prepped it. And it was like. Ready to go? Like a lounge in Sweet. there, you know, after the after the set, you know. Was which, he shocked when he showed up and it was there? Uh, no, he, he was wasn't like, shocked. He was like, thanks, you know, uh, this is my vibe. Yes. Oh, good. Oh, good, yeah. good, 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 good. Orange yeah, mint. Yeah. That was the flavor. Also, oh, there's like suggested. a whole bunch of different. Yeah. Different. There's different flavors, you know, that you can get. Sounds orange like mint. Grills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Sammy. He's Great. such a sweet guy. Yeah. So. But it wasn't him. 
Oh, really? No, it wasn't, wasn't Brills. Sorry about it. So what are some of the things you said no to besides like an obscene amount of alcohol? Um, you know, just a lot of that stuff, like, uh, <laughs> a picture of like, you know, your dog or something, you know, little, little stuff so, like that, you know, but it's never anything outrageous. Like I want a Rolex or yeah. anything like that. You know what I mean? A fire breathing yeah. dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that a lot. Yeah. I want a dragon. Yeah. Uh, on a tech writer. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got all the writers, but I was like, dude, why would you ask? I love going through them and reading them. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 hilarious. I mean, not only obviously, you know, music events and things of that sort, but you posted something with one of the uh, Serena sisters. Oh, yeah. Um, So my one of my best friends who I met at a summer camp, we were both summer camp counselors. uh, He owns a production company in New York that produces these like large scale commercial photo shoots uh, for like, you know. Prada and even Marcus and like all these big brands. And uh, when I started getting into artist hospitality and like sort of like artist, you know, relations, if you will, he started doing uh, like location shoots out here in L.A. And he would ask me like, hey, we have like a celebrity on this shoot and I really need someone to just handle the ambiance and like, you know, make sure the dress room's right, make sure this particular person's writer is right. Because they do writers for photo shoots as well, you know, when it's oh, when it's a celebrity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so... Uh, and it's really good money. He overpays me and, um, I get to hang out with one of my best friends, you know, but also it's, it's a job that I enjoy to do, you know? So, um, that was right before that particular shoot that we did with Serena Williams, uh, was for, what was the shoe company? It was like a, uh, a Stuart, Stuart Weitzman. Yes. Uh, that was in Fort Lauderdale and it was right before the pandemic. Like I remember coming home two weeks later and being like, well, I have it. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like a thing that like, uh, we weren't even, it wasn't even like a, like thing. a thing yet. Yeah, it, was yeah. like, it was like two weeks prior to the, the actual like lockdown, Shutdown. you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, so, but I would, uh, you know, let, fortunately Avalon let me have like a lot of flexibility with my schedule. And so I would be able to do, if it wasn't like, you know, really infringing on a club night, I could go and do these like photo shoots and like assist, you know. Oh, uh, so you would travel friend. for them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I've done a bunch of Neiman Marcus ones in uh, South Carolina. I've done a couple in Sedona. Um, and uh, mostly it's in L.A., but then, yeah, he'll fly me out for, like, a special one during lockdown when they had just started allowing production to kind of ramp back up again. Uh, he flew me out to New York, and I did, like, an Estee Lauder one. Uh, and it was just at a studio, you know. But he's been doing it for so long. I mean, I had been doing it with him periodically, you know. So, uh that's always like a, and that's just learning a whole other type of hospitality, you know? Uh, we did a, a photo shoot with Emma Stone once for Louis Vuitton, and I got to just like drive her around in the SUV to the different like shot locations, you know? And she's so fun. At the end, I was like, want to be my best friend? <laughs> <laughs> did we just become best friends? Did we friend? just become friends? <laughs> she's like, sure. <laughs> that's but, great. you know, so that, that's, that's, that's like a fun, a fun thing I get to do. And uh, I also learn a lot about production on like a still shoot, you know, yeah. um, and, and it's a, a different beast, but yeah, but it's all about, you know, and that they, like <laughs> he calls me the zhusher. He's like, just go in and zhush it, you know, zhush make sure up. that like, you know, the RV it doesn't smell like pee or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It has like some nice magazines and you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, some flowers or yeah, <laughs> throw exactly. a candle in there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, and then um, I would also 
be like the driver for the clients, uh, you know, so like whoever was representing the brand that we were doing the shoot for, you know, I would like uh, drive the SUV, pick them up, take them from location to location. And uh, and, it, and it's fun. It's like, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. You get to travel, you meet new. Yeah. yeah, it is fun, but it is long hours. And I am not a morning person like I could stay up as late as you need me to stay up. But ask me to get up before like 7 a.m. And that's really tough for me. Well, that's I why this like, industry fits you, because yeah. you are night I out. I just always had more energy. In the beginning days of Control, too, when I was only doing the guest list and it ended at 1, I would, like, leave and then go to 24-hour fitness because I still <laughs> had just, like, so much energy, like, late at night. But, like, yeah. I said to my best friend the other day, I was like, remember I used to have that rule, like, don't call me before 1030, you know, on the weekends? She's like, babe, you still have that rule. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we know. We know. Dad, when he calls me, is like, knows not to call me before noon, you know. Um, That's crazy. Because I, I like, I've always been a morning person. I like to, or not a morning person. I like to sleep in. So even that hike that I did the other day, there was like a, a little bit of a tug of war with my friend because she is a morning person. Plus, she wanted to get out and beat the sun. Yeah. So when she was like, do you want to go do that hike? I was like, I'll do it, but we're not going at 7 a.m. And she's like, all right, well, let's compromise. How about eight? And I was like, still too early for me. <laughs> So you went at like a nine? We did. I went to her house at nine, which is in Pasadena, which she doesn't realize is a 45 minute drive for me even before I get. So if she says she wants me there at nine, that means I'm getting up at like 730 to leave at eight to get there by nine, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but we we settled on I'll meet you at 9 a.m. But then we didn't actually get to the trail till like 11. So, yeah. yeah. And then 11 miles. And it was like five miles. hours, five and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, no, we've, uh, we're both out of shape, uh, we realized. And uh, it took us like six and a half hours. Well, anybody's out of shape 11 miles. Yeah. That's insane. I do it on my sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, no problem. No problem. We, we did a, a, a three mile walk and then we came home, took a break, and then did another three mile walk. We slept so good that yeah. night, and yeah. that was only six miles. Uh, when I woke up this morning, though, I, like, hobbled to the kitchen. Like, I could feel it everywhere, oh. you know? Like, uh, that's how you know you're, you're, you're how old you are. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I want to go on for a hike. <laughs> but I'm going to do Mount Whitney just to prove I'm not old, you know? Good, that's why. <laughs> good. Yeah, you're good. You're going to be fine. You're going to do it. I'm also, tried, I'm tried also to... kind of doing it as, like, a, as an homage to my dad because uh, he he did it, like, I think three or four different times with his different Boy Scout troops. And, uh, you know, it's something that's really kind of bonded us, you know, me and my dad, is uh, is, like, my love for nature and for backpacking that I really didn't get into until, like, later on in life. And I wish... I remember thinking when we were going on all those trips when I was a kid, like, why can't we just go to Disneyland like normal vacation families? OK, <laughs> why are you putting like 30 pounds on my pack and making me eat fish and dehydrated food and I haven't brushed my hair in a week? Like <laughs> none of this is cute, you know, and I wish I had like, you appreciated know, appreciated it more. It more. We're, we're kids. We can always go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kids. Yeah, a thing. And so when I told him, oh, he was so excited. Even oh. now, he's like. He's like, oh, you should get, you should pick up this book called The Trails of the Angeles Crest, and it tells you all about different different trails. I was like, yeah, Dad, there's this app now. <laughs> it's called All Trails, and guess what? It tells you all that. Oh. You know? He's like, no, but this book, yeah. this book. Well, to this day, so every time I end up hang out with him, it's like, show me how to do this on my iPhone. Like, <laughs> you know, that's so cute. Technology is not as strong soon. I, yeah, I, I know. I feel like I feel like technology is leaving me behind, and it's it's progressing so much. I'm like, fuck, I have to. What's TikTok? Like, I don't even no. know. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I can't do TikTok, you guys. And I know I need to. I know it's like whether I like it's like Facebook. Like whether I like it or not, it's gonna be the thing. And so I just need to get in it. But I just 
I can't. can't. And then all my friends are like, oh, but once you get your algorithm, you're going to like be addicted. And I was like, well, it hasn't gotten my algorithm. Yeah. And so I'm not a vibe. <laughs> I think mine's still trying to get mine. I just yeah. started it. So yeah. I heard that I want to like, I might kind of want to do it for the ads though. Like, cause my friend's always like, oh, I got this new makeup thing. And I heard about it from TikTok. And I was like, oh really? Yeah. I get that off Instagram. Yeah. Well. Instagram's yeah. Like, Well, you my get jam. it two weeks late. I, I, like I love it's, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. my vibe really? too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I understand it. Yes. It's easy. And I still get ads every now and then. There's There's been a couple of good, like, oh, okay. instant. Yeah. yeah. They, they they killed it on this one. And there's been a couple where, like, fuck it. Ah, I spent money on that shit. Yep. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I don't love Instagram. Okay. I, I think I've uh, yeah, I don't answered know. all my... my. Yeah, I think we. Uh... What are. Uh... Oh, what are some of the things that you have to deal with that people wouldn't know? Uh, oh, that's a good one. Um. I think there's a a lot of little things, you know, nobody knows like until you're doing it, like the little things that go into it, you know, even from like the announce of the show and like curating a support lineup and, uh, you know, running through the writers and then just making sure like all the boxes are ticked leading up to it. You know, when it came to advancing, nobody taught me how to do it. I literally like created my own because I'm like crazy OCD. I'm a Virgo all the way. And so um, I'm very organized <laughs> to like almost a militant way. You know what I mean? So I the, I loved the freedom that they gave me was just like this. We have a job and it needs to be done. So like you figure out how to do it, how to do you it. know, do it whatever way it works. Yeah. yeah. And so I like created my own system. And I always wondered if other venues kind of did it the same way I did it. Cause I came, I was like, you know what? I'm going to gather all the information and I'm going to make this one sheet. And I actually got the idea from doing photo shoots. Cause they make these like one sheet, like call sheets basically yeah. with like all of the information on it. So I would make these advanced one sheets that like, once I had their flight information and I had arranged the car service and I had like, you know, like all the confirmation numbers and everything, I just made this really nice one sheet that had set times and all that stuff in it. Like, and so when artists would send me like, oh, we have our own advanced link, go fill this 17 page thing out. I would be like, actually, all the information is on this cute little PDF just for you, you know. And I always wondered if like other venues do that. And uh, and I don't know to this day if they do or not. <laughs> but that's the way like I sort of, you know, uh, did it. And it made I felt like it made things really clear. It and kept you sane. Yes. And then the shit rolling. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a lot of like, you know, things that people don't know is just. Also, how much of a team effort it is, you know, from that, even like I always used to say that the guest list is the, one of the most important jobs because you're anyone working the door, you're that first face. You're going to set the tone for like how their night's going to be. You know what I mean? If I they walk really up, thought about that, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. You're you walk up and if the door guys like get your idea, out, like, you know, that's going to put you in a funk, yeah. you know, or if you're not on the list and she's like, well, sorry about it, you know. Even if you do make your way in, you're going to be like jaded or holding a grudge about it, you know. And so I always used to tell, you know, it's like every single person in the puzzle is really important, yeah. you know, um, and making sure that everyone's on the same page about things as much as possible. And it's yeah, it's like the little things that you don't think of, you know, like the devils in the details yeah, big yeah. time. Communication um, with your team and. Yeah. Crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's. So you you basically like let's just say it's a control night and do you help obviously you helped facilitate (laughs) um 
booking, uh, not not necessarily booking the DJs, but getting in the information and making sure they're at where they should be because people fly in. Like, take us through like a day or how a show would start. I would try to do it at least two weeks in advance. So like, um, you know, uh, while I didn't, I wasn't the talent buyer at the okay. venue ever. Uh, I consulted a lot, you know, and obviously I also paid attention to like a lot of the locals, like towards the end of last like year, I was booking all like the local support, you know, and I love to do that, too, because I love a little bit of A&R. And uh, I also love to be able to give these like aspiring artists like that break, you know, or that chance for them first time to play a venue like that large. You yeah. know, um, I think that a lot of these guys will struggle. Like, how do I go from being a bedroom DJ to like playing the main stage? You know, I, I don't know how to tell you to do it. You know what I mean? But it's like I loved being able to like give people that opportunity um and so like uh once they would book the artist i basically handled everything from there out with it so like i would get the contracts and i would process them and uh i would collect the writers and then i would start like a i would start a production writer which is like once i had all of the individual artist writers then i would just make like a one sheet email to the production team that had the set times the equipment for each artist needed the visuals, uh, you know, I had a certain cutoff date that I needed everybody to get that to me by. And um, I did the same thing for the hospitality, you know, with that had a whole hospitality team uh, group. And I would put like e everything that each artist was getting, whether it be like this artist getting this many drink tickets or this headliner is getting like the, how many bottles, bottles or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, and then uh, eventually I started doing like a separate one for visuals, too, with like logos and stuff, because like the lighting and the visuals team was a little bit, had a different schedule than like the actual stage hands or productions. And anytime there was a specific stage setup as well or equipment, you know, and that's how I really learned too from reading all these writers. Like what is this? The, the, the equipment part of it, you know what I mean? So um, I would know what an RMX it was, or I wouldn't eventually, you know, I eventually came to know like what each thing was and I knew what our house system was or the, the amount of equipment that we had. So when I would get a writer that came through that asked for like a rain mixer, I know we don't have yeah, one in-house, then I would advance, I would hit up the production manager and say, hey, this artist wants a rain. How much is it going to be to rent it? When can we get it by? And then I'd run it by the GM. Like, is this a cost that we're going to push onto them or something that we could absorb, you know, because special DJ and they need this or that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and then like, you know, then I would start my advance process. So on a separate email, I would have like, I would ask for requests, like, you know, the flight information. And I would ask like for in that email, I would ask for like their visuals and stuff like that. And then once I gathered all that information, I would make their individual, you know, advance sheets that I would send out. Um, and I sort of brokered the deals with the different hotels that we used. And uh, me and Jaso, actually Jaso found the car service that we were using for a long time, but I like nurtured the relationship and ended up getting like a really good deal and like becoming friends with all the drivers. <laughs> and uh, nice. uh, it's such a, such a, it takes a village. Totally, totally. Yeah. It's just so crazy. You know, and that's not even the, the marketing end of the show. You're you know right. what I mean? Cause there's a whole other department yeah. from like, creating the artwork and getting it approved and making sure that on the ticket side, it's going up correctly. And, you know, uh, and that's not even like the night of show operations, you know, setting up all the sound checks and I would be there for the sound checks. And, um, for a couple of years there, actually, before we got the car service, I was picking up the DJs from the airport and I loved it because 
That's where I really got to be like friends with these guys. You know yeah, what I got mean? To know them really yeah, personally. Yeah. yeah, like you know, to this day, where like some of them will come into town and they'll just be like, "Are you still here?" Like you know. <laughs> uh, so you know, um, but it was like that hour in the car that we had. You know that I kind of got to know them and they could get to know me. And then I felt like it also established this like connection. They didn't feel like, especially if they were coming from another city or even another country, like. I the person who gave me the ride is also the person who's going to be watching over me at the venue, you know, so oh. I feel like I'm in good hands. You know, like I know this person, not just like show up to the club and the person that walks you in, you know, like there's a connection there, you know, it'll so it'll just drop you off. I feel like you're in good. They're in good hands, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so I, I, I love the whole process. I you, love the, you whole were the first and last face they saw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we would just go as fans and yeah. just go and have a good time and yeah. party our ass off. Uh, sounds like Mary Poppins lot. over here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole process and business to this yeah. whole yeah. situation. It just it fascinates. That's me. why yeah. they spread her position into three. Three, three. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. that's well, a lot. as the years yeah. went by, I just kept kind of like taking on a little bit more, taking yeah. a little bit more, and like frankly, it was much. Believe it or not, it was much easier for me because. I just knew how to handle it and how it would be handled. Like, I'm, a, yes. I guess, a little bit of a control freak in that way, yeah. you know, that for me to, like, pass it off to like, one particular person. Just do it myself. Yeah. Thank you. Like, if yeah, you, you want, want it done, done right, right do it. you know what I mean? <laughs> just let me, to the point where it would be easier just for me to, like, yes. just let me get her done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't have to think about it anymore because I'm not going to, yeah. yeah. And after a while, it kind of became, like, very systematic, you know? So it wasn't, like... Super stressful. I mean, there were certain shows that were like major. Like we had, um, uh, who was that? It was like a circus. I can't remember their. I can't remember their name. They were like a French DJ circus group that would like. Do you remember what they're called? It's not, um. Oh, that's gonna drive me crazy. But anyways, I learned all about rigging when I did their advance oh. because they had people like on like uh ribbons, you know, hanging yes. from the ceiling and stuff like that. And I'd never like advanced. A circus before the Lucent Dossier experience. That's oh, called. yes, Lucent yes. Dossier. Yes. Yeah, and all, I remember their whole hospitality rider, everything had to be vegan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, you know, I've definitely advanced some some crazy things in the past. And then, like you said, you start building relationships with like the hotels and even the car service. Something so simple like that can yeah. make your job a hell of a lot oh easier gosh. because you have a relation, you know that they're going to do a good job. And right. Everybody does what they're supposed to do. Things go smoothly. Yeah. So, and it's a, you know, it works out good for everybody involved, you know? So, uh, and that's, yeah, I'm very fortunate that they let me have so much control over so many different things, you know? Because they really did just sort of, they were like, she's got it under control, so we'll just let her do it, you know? She's doing a good job. Maybe there was a little bit of a wake-up call after I left. Like, oh, wait. Like, oh, she does more than we even thought she did. How did you find, like, a balance between all that? Because it sounds like you had a lot on your plate. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, like, I I compartmentalize it, I guess. You know what I mean? And like I said, it became very systematic. You know, it was like, and I would work so far in advance. I would try to work so far in advance that, like, I was that annoying person. Like, hey. Can you, can you respond? Like following up, following up, like because friendly follow don't. up is my favorite thing to type <laughs> with a smiley face. Basically, if um, you know, and then when it would draw closer to like deadlines, like I knew if I didn't have those visuals by Wednesday, like that was the cutoff that that because then they needed to the visuals team needed to download them. And that could take hours depending on how big the files were. And so uh, I would warn them on Tuesdays, you know, hey, if I do not have this by tomorrow, end of day. 
you may not get your visuals. There's a possibility you know? it's not going to work. And, and it's your fault. And it's, you know, and it would be your fault. Yeah. Right. And of course, even when sh- things came in last minute, I would try my best to like make it happen, yeah. you know. But also a lot of these guys were like just getting visuals made. but And it's not even on them. Yeah. It's the person who's creating their yeah, content. Yeah, so they're waiting them. on them to do. Yeah. 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 I think the bane of my existence was photographers, though. Oh, like, really? Filling out a photo release because we had everybody fill out a photo release, and that was always just like, like this, like such a difficult thing for artists to understand. They think that they could just show up with their crew, and in their crew is like, you know, two video or two, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, wait a second, hold on, I just need you to fill out this form. And so, even though I would send the form in advance, you know, it always ended up being like that was like always like my. My the bane of my existence. And that and ticket counts. And because you need rights and there's right. copyright and things exactly. Like that and a lot of these artists bring in their own personal photographers that they've hired on their own coin. You know, but guess what? You're shooting in my building. Exactly. Yeah. So like we need to. You know, there's some things that need to be signed here. And they always acted like it was like I was asking for their firstborn or something. <laughs> no one else makes us do this. Well, guess but what? They, we do. Make you do this. they do. They right? do. Though yeah. you work a big show like EDC. I mean, they. Oh yeah, we have a list. There's lit. Nope, nope, nope. Let me see your sticker or what? No, they don't mess around. Yeah, I'm like the one who made. They never had photo passes before I started there, and I'm like, wait a minute, guys. And the the other thing too was, we were they were bringing all their own photographers, but never sending us any any of the pictures, any of the content. And I'm like, wait a minute, like we should get a piece of that too. You know what I mean? So you know, I sort of like fostered this whole program for where like they fill out this photo release and then make sure we have their contact information and then I could send that to our marketing team and they could do the follow-up the next week. Hey, send us any raw clips, send us any whatever, you know, so that we could have that content too, you yeah. know? Yeah, um, that's crazy because I remember back in the day, there was cameras everywhere. Yeah. yeah man. Everywhere. It's, it's and, no, and it was just posted on people's blogs and little websites. Because but even... never on the festivals, like, yeah, anything. Because even artists that were playing in the lobby when we had like that lobby booth. In well, there, that was dope. You know? <laughs> a, little, a little a little room right when you walk into the left no no it's just the, the honey lounge, lounge. Yeah, yeah. yeah well before it, before yeah. it was in the lobby it was yeah. the honey lounge yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's a girl's bathroom yes yeah. uh, oh, that's right which I appreciate I, I, I like oh, the yeah, girl's <laughs> yeah. it used to be the bar we'd always go there and yeah. hang out with Mark for a little bit and then oh I miss Mark uh, I miss Mark yeah. too is he coming back I don't know. I, I think oh. he is back. Mark Mitchell? Yeah. Yes. Oh, no, he's got like a family. I know. Yeah, yeah. Doing the family way, yeah. you know? Uh, yeah, but you know, a lot of like those promoters kind of got their start there too in the Honey Lounge. Like uh, Trevor Bones. Remember they did that Gotta Dance Dirty thing there? Yes. And, um, you know, a lot of DJs got their first start in that side room little, in that Honey Lounge, you know? Uh, and so, but they would all want to bring, oh, you're playing in the side room? Well, I want to bring three photographers with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was a lot. It's just those three photographers. Yeah. And then I would have to start, it. like, I had to, it got to be so many that I would have to be like, okay, I would write on their photo pass the artist that they were shooting for. And then I'd have to keep like an eye on it on the stage. If you were shooting for the opener, but your camera is all up in the headliner's yeah, face. Now I now I gotta now I gotta say something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Yep. yeah, you overstepped your yeah. little boundary here. Yeah, I allowed or if you're it. Jumping on like all parts of furniture, and I get it. You got to get the shot or whatever. But like, also like, just behave. Yeah. Like that was one thing that I guess I would like. I get it. I try to remind myself like we're throwing a party. People are drinking. I want them to drink. I want them to have fun. But also, I I want you to like be responsible. Respect. Respectful. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I guess I kind of also developed this like I don't know like reputation for being kind of like a stickler. You know what I mean? Like because I said, there's that line. 
Right. You got to you know? do your job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah People yeah. would always be afraid of me. And I'm like, why, though? I'm really nice. I promise. <laughs> Even now, people will be like, oh, I met you at Avalon that one time. And I was like, oh, was I mean to you? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. no. I no you let like, me in. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember bit, me? Maybe. Or like, you know, yeah. I honestly don't. I, no, I, of course not. You run into so many fucking people. How can you expect I, me to remember one person? One, the one person that one time. That I don't, one time I don't you remember. Came. Of course I've not. I've had like... Honestly, I've had uh, somebody throw up in my hands before, and I still would welcome them back. You know, like <laughs> oh my like, god, oh, yeah, Damn. that definitely happened. Wow. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Um, it was a guest of an artist that came, and it's kind of my own fault because we all partied. They all partied. I never drank or anything like that, but they all partied well into the after the event ended. Okay. And then uh, we had gotten a car service for them, and like the friend was like passed out, and I was like, we got to get him out of the red room and up into the car. And they were like, if you move him, I think he's gonna throw up. And I was like, well, I don't care. He's not spending the night here, yeah. you know. So we security guard like lofts him up, and we get up to the street, and we. The driver was like, you're not putting that guy in our car. And I was oh. like, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. So we sit him in into the back seat. And the second he sits down, he starts going. Oh, no. And I was like, no, 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 no. And it started. And I was like leaning over him. So I just cupped my hands and he literally puked into my hands. And I like threw it off him over my shoulder <laughs> and like my afterwards, like cleaned him up. And they ended up leaving. And then my security guard was like, they just don't pay you enough. I like, period. Like, I, would, yeah. I, would, I just wanted him to go home. Yes. I wanted the night to be yeah. over. And if that meant getting some chunks in my hands, it's well, fine. then Oh, fine. you are a trooper. And like, to this day, that artist, like, whenever he sees me, he apologizes. And I'm like... <laughs> and this was like, what, 10 years ago? Yeah, like, literally, no crying, no use crying over spilled puke. But like, oh you know, yeah. you know, that those are the limits I'll go to yeah. when I want to go home, basically. Yes. When it's 6 a.m. and I just want to go home. I oh, love it. I, I think we should end on that. Um, yeah. I think. <laughs> you know, so you can throw up in my hand and I'm not gonna I'm still gonna welcome you back someday. You're welcome to come back. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god, I would have been puking myself. I would have been like oh, yeah. I just saw him like shoulders were shrugging oh, and I was that. like, please don't, please don't. Okay, fine. <laughs> just uh, make it quick. Yeah, <laughs> make it quick. My guard was just sitting there watching me like, oh my God. And I was like, this is definitely going got. on the IG. <laughs> That's great. Um, well, if people want to hit you up, where can they get a hold of you at? Like, do you want to put that out? You want to put that out? Like Instagram? Do you want to? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can follow my, my Instagram is public. So um, I have 2,000 followers now. So yeah. I'm really getting close to being verified. <laughs> nice. Is there a certain number you have to have to be verified? Yeah, of course. Oh, is there? I, I no, know. I don't even know. I, don't know. I, was, I, I was making a joke. I, I have no course. idea. I don't know. I've heard you have to have friends in the biz. Oh, you okay. like to oh. see content of my tuxedo cat and me hanging out. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And hiking. I am Blackbird LA. Okay. That's easy. It's my yeah. favorite uh, Beatles song. And then I'm from Los Angeles. So, yeah. yeah. I like nice, nice. I have a David Bowie tattoo. I like the classics. You I know? like it. Yeah. I like it. Nice. So, yeah, you're welcome. Welcome to DM me, but like, don't be crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and don't get mad if I don't write back. Yeah. Come on, no dick yeah. pics. No, no How about foot pics. No unsolicited. You know, <laughs> Ooh, foot pics. Man, I wish I had nice feet because COVID would have been the time. I know. How did you do during COVID? I mean, you were still at Avalon. Um, I had a you know the same mental breakdown. I think everybody did. Uh, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Where am I going? I have to start from scratch. Yeah. Um, and I ended up getting uh, a job in cannabis for two years. Oh, nice. Um, oh, nice. Good for you. Yeah. My friend's husband had a cannabis company and, 
you know, when they interviewed me, I was like, you know, I don't know anything about weed because I don't smoke it. It makes me sick to my stomach. Like, it's never been my vibe, but like, I don't hate on it or anything. And They're he's like, like, you're hired. He was like, no, that's fine because you have a skill set because he had come to the club one night and wow. seen me like marching, marching around, bussing, you know, and yeah. uh, and he's like, you have a skill set and I know that we could use that. And so, um, yeah, that's how I kind of like, you know, I rode the the unemployment ride for as long as I could. But then when I knew that six hundred dollars was going away, I was like, well, I better figure it out. Yeah. And so, you know, I fixed up my resume and I was hard on LinkedIn, but it still seemed like it was going nowhere. And I'm lucky that I just had you know, Somebody a friend knew. who like, you know, and I did that for about two years and made some good connects and learned a lot of things. Uh, but then when, you know, nightlife opened back up again, I was doing both. I was doing like the cannabis job during the day and then the clubs on the weekends. But it was starting to be a lot. And then like when a new opportunity presented itself, I was like, you know what? It's time to make a change all over the board. Congratulations you know? on that. Thank that you. is a title. Thank I was you. Like, wow. Hey, she's getting there. Nice. She's getting I'm moving there. up in the world. I'm only the oldest person to do. Stop. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. <laughs> all um, of that. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. Congratulations on the new move. Thanks. Our new Congrats. position. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah. This has been learned so much fun. Yeah. Thank you for so joining much. us. Right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe. I don't know. In ten years, we'll we'll uh, yeah. Or I have goals, you know. Yeah. I'm like I'm still. If one thing COVID taught me too, it was like I always thought that's my security blanket. You know, I never imagined. I always thought, well, if I don't work at Avalon, well, I'll just work at a different venue. You know, doing the same thing. But I never imagined a scenario where live shows just didn't exist. We I never, never nobody did. You know. Wow. And so like. It was a very much, I don't think anyone, anything would have pushed me out of my comfort zone if that hadn't happened. You know, it was like a, this security blanket that you thought you had this whole time could be gone like that. Yeah, it was and a reality then, check for then, a lot of people. For everybody, you know? yeah. So it's sort of like when a new opportunity presented itself, it was like, you know, well, hey, and because that's the fear is, what if it doesn't work out? Yes. What if I regret making this decision? You know, I could have just stayed with what I knew was solid, was you know? Yeah. Um, but then I was like, well, you know what? Nothing's solid. So, yeah. like, yeah. you know, now it's the not. truth. Yeah. 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 Now, now yeah. we all know that. Now yeah. we all know that. We all, yeah, we got to take the leap every now and then. Exactly. And I honestly am so happy. And I feel more like in my in my own and like grown and like, you know, I mean, you always you're always learning. But I I felt I feel like I have some goals and I'm pushing towards some ceilings and you know. Fantastic. And, and that's an excitement that I guess I haven't felt in a very long time. Yeah, so yeah. doesn't matter how old you are, kids, you can yes. still grow. Absolutely. Yeah, for, Absolutely. Sure. for sure. You ignited a, a spark that's that right. was back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Do you want to get into Isaac? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no. We're good. We're good. Okay. Cool. Because after, after every interview, we play, we play a mix. I don't think we need to. This interview oh, shit. was perfect. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, if you were going to play a mix, I would hope that it would be created by me and it would start with Lady Gaga. Ah. You should do oh. it. Oh, I like it. We'll do. He's like, we'll think about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll think about it. Just so you know, her new album was produced by Skrillex and Blood Pop and Wax Motif. Oh, and really? Little really? Texas did a remix on it as well. Uh, yeah, it's a dance album, you guys. Chromatica Forever. Oh. Well, she's dance. I mean, she's pop, but she's dance. Yeah, no, she, she is dance. Have you worked no. with her? 
I have. Stop. Yeah. So um, I, uh, you know, I've also been doing production for, uh, I've been doing production for Live Nation on and off for years. You know, friends will call me and they have a show and, oh, we need someone to do dressing rooms or we need, you know, blah, blah, blah. The wardrobe assistant or whatever. Anyway, I can help, you know, and just to honestly, to, I do it not for the money, but to see the show because I get to see the show, you know. So when the opportunity to work with Lady Gaga was for her Joanne tour, came around for me to do wardrobe, uh, wardrobe and then uh, ambiance, which was like her uh, dressing, dressing room. room. Um, it's a different it's a different vibe. I don't know. I guess I expected it to be more like this is going to be the most glorious event because like I'm meeting my idol and I'm going to tell her how much I love her. And like, then they she's had to love me back. Yeah, we're gonna be <laughs> and uh, she's going to be like, I should have you as my personal manager and <laughs> go on the road with her forever. But no, um, it was a lot of spa rolling towels. I did a lot of that. Like every towel in all of her dressing rooms, they requested that they be rolled like they are in the spa, you know? Okay. Um, she travels with a refrigerator. There were all these, like, things, like, a bathtub, like, things that, like, I guess I never even thought of. And then, you know, they had asked that you be respectful if you see her in the hallway, like, don't make eye contact, yeah, you know? Don't, don't be like, hey, oh, my God. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, I know, exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, when she did walk down the hallway, I did just back away and kind of, you know, keep my space and keep my, you know, but she is... So nice to work with. She said hello. You know, she's so sweet. And, um, you know, she... I, but it was a different experience. I would much rather go to the show and, yes. like, lose my shit on the dance floor and, like, you know... Be a fan. Be a fan. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, then working, like, the backside of it. Uh, now that I've sort of, like... You know, it's that way with everything, I guess, you know? But I... Yeah, it was... um, It was... uh. An experience. It was cool. Well, it was also a very long day yeah. too. So yeah. the hours for production. I mean, you guys. Every know. time oh, I yeah. see a spa oh, towel, yeah. I'm gonna think of Lady Gaga. Yes. Now <laughs> I probably rolled like a million of them. No, Stop. no key, no joke. Because it was all of her dancers too. All of their. Oh, they yeah. all have rooms. Yeah, and... it was a lot of spa rolling. That's great. That's great. If I had the room in my in my like closet too, maybe I'd spa roll my towels as well. It does make it look really fancy. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. 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 You know. That's great. Right. Well, thank you again. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thank you thank so you. much. Thank you for coming. This is Set Times. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs>